On today's show, Santa Han joins me to chat about his screenwriting journey, how he signed with an agent in some of our favorite movies and screenplays, what makes those movies and screenplays so good. I'm Jay Shear. This is How Stories Work. For more information about Sam's projects and to watch his film Test Drive, see the links in the show notes. Let's jump into our conversation. Sam Dahan, welcome to the studio. Thanks for being on uh, How Stories Work with me. Um, now, we've been talking for a little while, but how are you? I'm, I'm great. <laughs> I've just been great to actually take a little time to get to know you prior to, so we don't just jump right in. Yeah, with, uh, it's always nice to have a little on, bit of conversation on before you jump in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, cool story of how I uh, met Sam. Um, I recently moved. I've been wanting to get into a community of filmmakers to the place I moved to because I used to be in um, Orange County, LA area, and it's a bajillion people that you could be in a community with. Um, where I'm, I'm in Northern Colorado now, which is a little bit harder to find people. And I was on just randomly on Twitter asking people if they wanted to be on it. And you said, "Hey, I'll be on." And then, and, and then we figured out that you were super close to where I live. So that was really cool. And they have reluctantly said, Hey, I want to be on, but, but here we are. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, it was a pleasure to have you here. Um, the first thing I, the first thing I'd like to hear about is, uh, tell folks a little bit more about your journey as a, as a writer and where you're at now and what you're up to. Sure. I'll try not to go too far back. I studied, um, screenwriting in grad school under Diana Botsford, who put me in touch pretty quickly with John Rice mm. and John had written wind talkers and blown away some big uh, action yeah. films in yeah. the 90s and John's wife was a producer on dumb and dumber and so I sent John a script uh, that's an insane script but <laughs> um, and I think John was the first person to ever tell me yeah you should be doing this like you no absolutely way. should be going that way so I then wrote under his kind of tutelage mm. I wrote a script uh, no kidding, you know, this will sound familiar. <laughs> about uh, and this started, I think, the process in 2010. Mm. Um, about three uh, people that get interact with a, a, an alien, a guy who's like a pathological liar who gets abducted uh, by an alien. Okay, and so he decides to prove he's telling the truth by abducting a real live alien, and so he sets out with two <laughs> other people who are kind of misfits. Yeah, um, to capture this alien. And yeah. So, um, I got told by Scott Alexander, who uh, I respect and admire, that it sounded like his great his favorite film that never got made. Oh, cool! <laughs> and uh, that was a big step forward for me. Of course, Nope came out years later, yeah. and the premise yeah. was real similar. But there's no way that those two right. were connected. It right. just was one of those wonderful coincidences. Right. Uh, and to that, somebody taught me really early on, like whatever you're working on, there's going to be five other people working on the same premise. Right. Yeah. So I knew that I had something with a film that script was called the object of my abduction. Mm. And so it was fun. Yeah. But I had a producer um, who read that script and said, this is batshit crazy. I, I <laughs> absolutely can't make this. It's too big budget, but what else you got? And so I, came up with six or seven ideas one of which is the script i'm currently rewriting nice and that script both those both, both the alien scripts and then this current script that i can't talk about yeah is um what got the attention of my my current manager my now manager cool. current and forever hopefully <laughs> uh, audrey knox from the cartel and so i i went pretty straightforward from 
the more writers I meet, yeah, I'm learning my path was pretty linear. Yeah. Um, in that I didn't query, I didn't um compete in I maybe two contests. Okay, okay. Um, I just wrote yeah. and I just and I knew early on, John had told me it's the writing that stands out over everything. And so right. having people believe in me, you know, child of divorce, you will please any, you're a people pleaser, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you'll just do anything. And so somebody like that with those bigger credentials saying, yes, you can do this was it's all amazing. the license I needed to push myself. And then the producer with his interest uh, also saying the same thing. And when I rewrote, when I wrote the first version of this current action comedy, he was like, my God, this is amazing. And so he he continued to push. And then, uh, thank God, Audrey came along. She's been wonderful. That's so she's so been cool. a big champion of my work and continued to push me and taught me a ton. So here we are. So you actually met uh, – well, I have a couple questions for you. Sure. First is a clarifying question. You actually met like the, you, the producers you've been talking to before you met your manager? Yes. Yeah. yeah Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I used uh, – I utilized um, – both Stage 32 and Roadmap Writers, um, both of those programs, which were in their infancy, right? Like in terms of introducing writers to um, to reps and producers uh, and executives. And so I did a lot of early stuff cool. on, um, especially in pitching. Yeah. But then I got an introduction and I then turned that in, I parlayed that into face-to-face -face meetings. Uh. And so knowing uh, coming from sales in my, ashamedly yeah. uh, 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 admitting <laughs> I was in sales prior to doing this full time, I I knew that I was better in a room. Yeah. And so if I could get face to face with the people I'm going to work with, then I can um, uh, kiss hands and shake babies, right? Yeah, like I yeah. could just do all the charming <laughs> I needed to do. But right. uh, but I now I see it in retrospect. Um, the, the people I've continued to meet working in Hollywood have been a lot like me. They're super driven people who are really engaging. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're there to work yes. and make money. And that's yes. it. Right. And so I love art and I'm artsy to some degree. Yeah. But I, I love making films. I love filmmaking. I love films, watching films. I'm yeah. a huge super fan. And so I think that that has been the most comforting side of this is that there are so many people out there who are are really next level working to get um, cool stuff on screen. And so That's I've awesome. continued to try to, uh, just like you're doing, trying to yeah. meet more people here. I get on a plane as often as I can. Yep. And I go meet people that can um, help. I can help them and they can help me. So That's I'm, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And so was it uh, before you were in the graduate program, had you done a bunch of writing before that? <laughs> no, that... poetry, like uh... really bad college poetry. I think. <laughs> and I tried, I attempted some comedy stuff, but I actually did the grad school thing. And while I was doing that, I was uh, attempting a failed career as a professional golfer. Oh, <laughs> nice. True story. And uh, that wasn't going anywhere. So I took a job in sales. And while I was writing while i was working in sales i would be in the waiting rooms like yeah. writing right yeah and so i um it was medical device and pharmaceutical oh, yeah. sales i'm not proud of that fact but i did it anyway <laughs> i had to pay the bills so i would ride a lot in the off times in between and and kind of keep picking away at it yeah and then music took off and so i started to write i had always i'm very much that guy that could pick up any instrument and figure yeah. out how to play it right so nice. i started to work when i was in kc 
with uh, an artist I met in marching band in college marching no band who'd become professional musicians and guitar and synth and vocals. And so I started to write a lot of music and I think I was just desperate for a creative outlet. Mm. And um, that actually turned into some pretty decent money because I was able to write some bigger songs that went on to like commercial campaigns, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah on the radio but yeah, yeah. stuff that went into advertising and That's there's awesome. money there right yeah. so i broke away from corporate from that by yeah. that doing that so i was so that was kind of the first inkling like hey you can do this you can find your way to money doing this it wasn't awesome. you know artists were kind of never satiated right, <laughs> right, right. and so i the, uh, the advertising thing wasn't fulfilling yeah but it did pay the bills and it got me to like a point in my confidence where i'm like okay i can i can do this and yeah, so that's awesome that's been a continuous path i think that we're all trying to make money doing this yeah but yeah the reality is like every now and then, we used to call them i was in the army years and years ago we call them wolf cookies anytime you get a little something that you can give a treat yeah to somebody who gets just it's just enough of a treat just to give them a little encouragement uh that's cool it's not <laughs> fulfilling necessarily right, right, it's right. Not, it won't fill you completely but it will give you just a taste and that's that's what all this experience is what especially music yeah that and so i haven't written a song in <laughs> a couple years anyway but i really enjoy songwriting and yeah I, yeah so i wrote i've written several songs took some classes at second city over the pandemic oh cool online and so mm -hmm. i wrote a lot of music during those classes like sketch comedy yeah. writing right yeah and some of the instructors said there would be any team would love to have you here and that that also <laughs> bolsters confidence because you're like yeah that's amazing and i want to like if i had gone a different path perhaps could have been i would have loved to perform a thing like second city yeah yeah um yeah. in the because I've always had improv chops, right? right took classes right. down here at the Bovine before it closed in Denver. and oh, That's cool. But yeah, so I think that's the trick, right? Like keeping a creative lifeline alive, yeah. even when your corporate America is trying to crush it out. Oh, that's a so. huge thing. I mean, most, most of, well, it kind of depends too on, I think your path is, um, your path is cool. Like there are some paths where I go, man, I don't know if I'd want to make it on that path, right? Like, because you've got to, you've got to sacrifice any, not, not that you got to sacrifice your integrity necessarily, but you could get put on, like, let's say you get put on a TV show that you have zero passion for, right? Right. I mean, so, so there, I think that there's this, there's this idea that you can do writing as a art form and you can do writing as a job and then sometimes those things come together but they don't always come together right, right right and i think that for me for me um you know i have a background in business and so that pays the bills and then mm -hmm. i do the writing stuff to satiate my creativity mm -hmm. and if i can ever bring those two things together i would do it in a heartbeat right but i i don't necessarily I, i'm cool doing it on someone else's terms if i share their vision but it would be really difficult to, for me to write for something that I just didn't even have any passion for whatsoever, <laughs> you know, which I think a lot of people end up doing and that's fine. It's not a big deal, but, um, well, I think there's probably a difference to, to be clear, like between writing for advertising, which is making the man money. Yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah. And look in business and sales, you understand, like you're always making somebody else money, right? Like, Correct. especially as a writer. Exactly. And so, but with filmmaking, um, 
there's magic in them hills, yes. so to yes. speak, right? And yes. so that's not to me, even if I were to, because that's the end game here with this feature I'm writing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take it to X, Y, and Z production company, yep. and there's an actor in mind, and he's perfect for it. And then there's studios, um, but it's also a resume, right? Yeah. Like, oh, totally. Hey, Sam writes this particular totally. type of comedy or this type of action, and yeah. Uh, to be clear, I write really bloody, yeah. explosive yeah. people action type yeah. stuff. And so um, getting those jobs is going to lead to that kind of work, right? Yes. You're going to write other people's stuff. Yes. I think the something I always tell young writers is like, remember, you're trying to compete on the same screen that Schindler's List played oh. on, right? Like you're trying to you're trying to get something made on the highest level. Yes. I'll write anything, man. Yes. And I'll find some way to love it. Yeah. And that that's like the Well, that's good. That's that's awesome too. Like if you if you can find a way to love some of the things that you're working on, that's just like you're saying, it's just part of life. I'm all, I'm going to love it like you love a friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, like cuz you can dump a friend after, you know, like right. it's not going right, well. Right, you're right, like, right. man, this dude just all he wants to do is drink. I don't want that guy. Yeah, right? yeah. You yeah. know, it's it, there's bad friends for you, yes, right? Yes. I'll find some little part of that relationship <laughs> to love, right? And use and but you know, but that's the funny thing. That's something that doesn't get said a lot, right? Like yeah. the the, rea the reality is like everybody you you meet out there, as wonderful as I've met, and and I am the same way. Like yeah. we're all just like business. We're trying to get something from each other totally. every time we're in your interaction. Totally. And that's fair. That's the yeah. game, right? That's yeah. the, but I'm super competitive. Yeah. <laughs> I have rugby in my DNA. I love playing yeah. rugby and I, and it's healing. Right. And so that relationship that yeah. between like, yeah, creating and giving and giving of myself and putting, yeah. spilling myself on the page, yeah. but also giving something in return totally. besides fulfillment yeah, totally. is goes beyond the wolf cookie it's super satisfying yeah so cool. i think it's i think that i know exactly what you're talking about yeah. like people yeah. wanting to sell their souls to the proverbial <laughs> right. devil so to speak right but the reality is like um personally i think the trick is to continue to surround yourself with people that um are genuine yeah like because right. they're rare right like it's right. finding it's like finding the unicorns in hollywood you yeah. gotta go find those people but i've been not lucky enough i've worked hard and i found yeah. lots of those people and continue to surround myself with those people and i've worked with people that aren't like that yeah you yeah. know and i get it but in terms of as a director especially oh i definitely lean towards those folks the people that want to be there the people oh, that, totally. that absolutely love yeah. a project or they don't have to love the, your project per, per, completely yeah but they have to see it they have to yes. get it right they understand the vision well and, and what i'm what i'm referring to is more like i had a i have a buddy of mine um fantastic writer he just directed his own feature he made the feature for um 70k which is remarkable yeah awesome um but he had a he had a pretty long career as a um as a hallmark movie writer yeah right right there's nothing i have nothing against that he did an amazing job at it that mm -hmm. was great for him um but even now he's like well if i don't want to do this the whole time what else do i got to do to get back into a place where i can make kind of what i want to make right and so he did his own feature the feature's fantastic it's uh, it's been purchased by somebody um who's going to stream it i just don't know who it is yet mm -hmm. and i just think that like for me i would go well I would probably knowing myself say if I could, if I want to be active creatively always, but if you said to me, you can keep doing business 
and write your own stuff, or you can go write some Hallmark movies and get and build your resume that way. I would say, hmm, it's it's, it's enough of knowing myself to know like that's not a good match. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. like, right. Um, and so I think I think that there's the cool thing about this is there's a lot of ways to get where you want to go. Sure, but yeah. it is all about working hard in relationships for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's but I think, branding is a part of it, right? Like true. Amy and I, my wife Amy, we were just talking about this on Friday. Because like she is a diehard Hallmark fan, yeah, she yeah, worships <laughs> at the door of Hallmark, <laughs> nice. you know? and the cartel does quite a few has in, is involved in a lot of carbs, sure, of the Hallmark films, yeah. And so yeah, could I do it? Yeah, yes, yeah, sure. But I'm not uh, pointed in that direction, right? I'm not thinking about that kind of stuff. Right. My head's not operating that way. Um, I know Will Ferrell did a spoof. And I can't remember the name of it offhand, but they did a spoof Hallmark movie that was Hilarious. really ridiculous. It was like a five-part series, and it was just so over the top. I feel like I know what that is, too, but I cannot think of the name of that. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. But that, that like, I don't think, even though it's formulaic, right? Yeah. Like, the yeah. marketing rep goes back to our hometown. You know? <laughs> right, like, right, we right. We could just sit here and write one right now while we're talking. You know? <laughs> we could. Yeah, we could. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I don't. Uh, I always joke like I lost any feelings long time ago. I don't have feelings <laughs> in this job anymore. And so yeah. if somebody said, here's X amount of dollars, go write a Hallmark movie. Okay, I'll write the you Hallmark movie. It, yeah. it wouldn't take very long to do it, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. in fact, here's the funny thing. I think it's a matter yeah. of like pacing yourself, right? Uh, like, so it's taken some time to write this, rewrite this feature, but it's right and it's in the right place. Yes. And it's it's cool. It's it's heartfelt. It's got some social messages yeah. and things. It's everything that Audrey and I set out to make it. Yeah. And it took me a long time to learn when that to be able to say that because yeah. like knowing when that's right. Right. And knowing how uh, like trusting your gut enough yeah. to know that. Right. Like so. Yeah. But when I'm done with the script, it's like a breakup because you've lived oh, with yeah. this person for so long. These people, these fake fictional characters in yeah. your mind and so there's some like whoa that exists right like some not sadness necessarily but like some of that separation anxiety and so i think you could kind of knock out a few little short things like that yeah. you know a couple projects that might be brain candy that won't be so <laughs> right. taxing on right. the, you know my emotional well-being so <laughs> yeah. i think maybe you could do, you know there's the possibility to anchor your, your career that way yeah i don't know if somebody um, you know, as wants to write an episode of Succession and, and has done 10 Hallmark films. I'm not sure that's going to parlay, right? Right, exactly. But I think you exactly. could make a paycheck. Yes. You know, you and totally maybe do, yeah. ghost, right? Whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, the demands are high. I know it's only gotten more severe and more wonderful in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ever since I got wrapped, it was just actually the anniversary was couple years ago two days ago nice so it was uh, right right in the pandemic and so, That's so cool it's been um a roller coaster of a time but yeah. um i don't know if i i don't know if i'd have time to write because i immediately have to start on another project the minute this is done yeah yeah so probably couldn't write it <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah sorry well, sorry amy yeah <laughs> well one of the things that one of the things i really like about what you were saying is that your journey was getting connected to the right people, having the right people 
respect and believe in in your writing mm -hmm. and then finding representation out of that which means that the representation is going to be motivated right because yeah. um it's somebody that they picked up yeah now i think it's going to be it's going to be really interesting over the next i don't know two to three years we are it seems like we are entering a recession right? yeah yeah we've got you we've got a writer strike eminent, right. right like are you part of are you part of the wga no, no. i'm not either yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a writer's strike that's eminent and um and um i think representation could be really hard to find because there's gonna be a ton of good writers who just don't have work and so trying to find a rep like I don't, i'm not represented by anybody right now and i go wow trying to find somebody to be a rep in this kind of marketplace has got to be pretty challenging uh, yeah yes and no right yeah. so the reality is that I think the reason the path went linear is because of the quality mm. of the writing. Yeah. Not only did I believe in myself, but beyond the quality, I'm also really enthusiastically motivated, right? Because yes. working a droll sales job, yes. watching my soul exit my body <laughs> repeatedly, you know, it, it was, I hated it. I, yeah. I truly hated it. Yeah. This job's, is this job sales? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I still love talking about this script. That's cool. And, I, and if I could, I would talk about it you yeah. know, ad nauseum. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. just talked at, we were at Johnny's on Adams and a couple of weeks ago, Audrey and I, and like talked about the script there. And she was just, I can't, I love hearing you talk about it. Cause it's, I think it takes that too. I think yes. that, and I know it's not just me. Like if you write well and you're really motivated and passionate about it, those things really do matter. Yes. If you're passionate about it in an educated way, right? Like yes. you're not just talking about, I just love filmmaking, but you actually yeah, yeah, have yeah. logical arguments, ways to match the emotional yep. stakes of the film to have them drag along the physical action. Yes. You, you get there. I had a yeah. buddy who uh, is not repped or, or now is. Yeah. But uh, prior to, was from here. Yeah. Had coffee with him all the time. He's a great guy, Alan cool. Horsnail. And Alan wrote a movie called Midnight in the Switchgrass. And like that film, and just beelined it and got on, got oh, made. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just met some people online, on yeah. social, yeah. set up meetings. And they're like, we love this script. He's a fantastic writer. And uh, got the script and just made it, just made the film. That's so cool. And so, again, I think it's the quality yeah. of the work yeah. that you can you don't necessarily need the rep yeah to get your film made right and right, in, right. and so to and to that like um and even audrey will say this like it's not just a, a golden ticket the minute you're repped right <laughs> right no, I, I work way harder than i ever did pre-rep yes and um you know i got rejected as a million times more because yeah um it's super competitive what yeah. but it does open doors yeah. that were not previously open to me, right? right? That's right. the biggest part of it. So I think you can do either or yeah. um, if you have the work ethic. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that the work ethic will bring passionate people along and they'll yes. want to rep you or they'll want to work with you if you are if you show that you're like you're there to at the, the first thing you're there to do is make a film yeah yeah you know that's the the thing that'll draw them to and then it helps when they're nice and fun and yes easy to get along with so yeah absolutely okay so you so you did a short film test drive um i watched that earlier today um i'll put a link to it in the uh, show notes down below so if, if people want to watch it they can go check it out and you directed that wrote and directed that film yeah yeah so 
you, you where does your career as a writer go do you do you go into directing do you want to go into directing or are you like no nah, i'm cool in the writing space like what do you think about that those the relationship between those two roles oh no i absolutely will go in the directing okay, space cool. yeah cool. yeah the i think that um i've never i told audrey i told amy i told the producer kt yeah. um i don't think i've ever felt more at home oh than in directing and okay. so i think that's you know for for me being an athlete being yeah. a competitor being a sales rep i love the notion of um empowering creatives oh, cool. to do their greatest work yeah and uh i got nolan reese who just did creed 3 he edited our film right no so, way. Cool. and nolan was great to work with you know what i when i saw that name come up on in the credits i was like i know that name from somewhere <laughs> yeah. okay that makes he's sense done, now. Uh, he did guardians of the galaxy he did wow Winter soldier and that's so amazing he's a great guy he's yeah. a lot of fun his dad's the voice of philadelphia jets football <laughs> no way yeah, yeah. cool and so he's just a, 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 a such an amazing person to work with yeah. right and so with a guy like Nolan, you don't tell Nolan what to do. You right. let Nolan just do a message. <laughs> right. But when Nolan and I sat down before we shot the film, yeah. we thought, and I'll send you a link. You can see it. I, I, I we, we thought, you know, the way that this thing works backwards in time, yes. wouldn't it be cool if we used match cuts to sequence every single thing together to uh, weave the continuation continuity, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Because the you know you're not sure the amount of time you're jumping right and so visually you have to sell it over you know just putting a subtitle exactly, down there right exactly and so we had a powwow we just talked about it and we we did the formal like this is the first time we ever met yeah and we did the thing you do like shake hands yeah. and hey well, nice <laughs> to meet you blah 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 yeah and then we just got to work and we realized That's cool. dude we got it's a cool script yeah but how do we make it really cool right and so uh we agreed to do that mm -hmm. and then i met with sean uh emer our dp and he was like having a brother on set like he's <laughs> he and i uh creatively butt heads in the best way possible that's awesome. like the wonderful thing that's what you want totally. out of your dp right like yeah somebody who can know when to reel you back and somebody you can push yeah and man he had such great vision on how he wanted to see things and he he was super receptive and so i think that like in terms of being a, a leader i love doing that because i love yeah. uh, my job i think first and foremost was finding the right actors finding yeah. the talent yeah, yeah yeah and then letting the people who are professional at their job do their do, job professionally yeah. and then uh keep kids safe on set yep. keep people yeah you had a lot of kids so you were oh working yeah. With. yeah 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 <laughs> several yeah. kids yeah. and in four days yeah so wow i was a big uh i worked a lot kt taught me a lot in the, yeah. the whole process about the pre-production side of things and yeah. so we made i was ex i think everybody that knows me personally knows i'm just have always been kind of a chaotic mess as a person <laughs> but in terms of filmmaking i'm incredibly organized and writing i'm, I'm very awesome. organized too so yeah. i did a lot of pre-production to make sure nothing uh okay. went off the rails and we didn't have any big snafus on that's set. awesome like missed half of one shot and easily made it for it which led to an even better scene that's amazing so i think it was you know i yes i will write yeah and i think in terms of where i am and understanding mm -hmm. knowing where i'm at yeah. i have to keep earning my come up and in the mm -hmm. writing side of things mm -hmm. and continue to generate good content for yeah. other and, and so 
there's going to be other people that direct my work and yeah. I have no problem with that. I sure. understand the job they're doing and respect them to the nth degree. So for now, yeah. for the next two years, like for the next year, my focus is to just generate content. Right, right, right. So I've got this film that will be done and hopefully in the next two weeks. Um, and then I've got a test drive, the feature version. Oh, right? cool. So I have to yeah. write that out. And, nice. and I've had a, I think test drive. It's interesting. It's done. It's done really well in the film circuit, not in the big ones, but it just won't, it, it just placed in geek fest, right? Oh, so cool. geek fest just took it. And now they're on tour. They just finished in Megacon and awesome. in uh, Florida. And so now they're taking it across the country as That's one of cool. 10 films they're taking around. And so wow. um, we know it's cool. We know yeah. like it's well-received. It's never was a short film per se. It was right. totally right. a proof of concept. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it plays, to some degree like a short film but there's uh, leaves a lot of open questions right totally so to to pull off what 13 scene changes with i don't even remember the number of actors yeah. but quite a few <laughs> yeah, yeah quite a few yeah it was ridiculous that's cool so that that was um thrilling motivating not surprising at all really i always knew i'd be able to do it because i not only because i love it but because of my, some of my brain works i've always yeah. seen in film and yeah and so I think that it's more, it's not coaching rugby, coaching rugby. You kind of have to be gruff and yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. but it's more it's so collaborative that yes. I enjoy it. So I think, and, and I also think in terms of extending my career, yeah. directing is definitely the dire direction to head eventually too. Yeah, so I'm sense. the only of right now that I know of Audrey's only repped writer. Who's a director as well. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'll have to shoot another film. I'm going to have to shoot another yeah. short or two, but it's, it's uh you know it was off to a good start i always joke that i probably should have shot something simpler in in one place instead of 13 changes, <laughs> but like the cub i don't know if you've ever seen the cub that's such a wonderful I, I little short film riley stearns who um did the art of self-defense i think uh, is what it's called okay. and um that is one location yeah <laughs> and it's brilliant yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. but it was a big festival sweetheart right right Right, and right, so right. maybe I'll do that like just in a bathroom or just yeah, <laughs> exactly. one, one scene, <laughs> one place. But we'll see. I'm, That's cool. I'll figure something out. Yeah, we're do I love the proof of concept idea. We're doing a um the short film that we're making this year. It came because we I had an idea for a feature, started writing the feature, finished the first draft of the feature, and then I said to my co-writer, I go, you know what? I don't want to go out and try and raise funds to make this feature first. Mm-hmm. I want to use a proof of concept to then go sell the feature. Right. And we can go around and get money after we've made the, made the short. And um, so I'm going to work with um, a, a guy I worked with before. He's still out in California. So I don't know. We're not, did you film in California? Or did you no, film in, shot in Denver? Oh, that's and cool. Boulder. Yeah. Denver, most of the crews from LA. Okay. Okay. And one actor was from LA, but okay. most of the cast and crew or most of the cast was from Denver. Okay. Um, and then most of the crew was LA. Based, That's cool. So. I'll have to ask you a bunch of questions on it a second time about if I want to film it out here, how do you go about yeah. doing it well? <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, ours takes place at, at one location, and but both of them do. The feature does. I wrote the feature on purpose because I go, if if by chance I can't sell this, I really want to make this. Yeah. And right, so I wrote right. it to be low budget to begin with. Um, and then the, the I was, I mean, we're using the short film as the proof of concept. The short film's done pretty well in the contest that it's been in. It's on, it's on Coverfly's red list, which, you know, oh, nice. take yeah. that with a grain of salt, I guess. But, 
Um, we're pretty excited about that. So, okay, getting back to you though, um, we might not have time. I was going to ask you. I'm going to. I was. We might have some time to ask about this, but but let's just stick, stick to test drive for a minute. Um, so we talked a, a little bit before this on Twitter. You were taking log lines from people and getting log lines. <laughs> yeah. What's your log line for test drive? Oh, can I just verbatim spit it? You know, I don't <laughs> want to say, I want people to see the oh, thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Only because like, uh, when I wrote the log line, I kind of currently passed around the festival thing uh-huh. was too much of a giveaway Oh, yeah. on the plot. Cause you know, there's the whole age factor. Right? Yes. And so that, yeah, I'm That's gonna be. Smart. I'm gonna be. That's smart. <laughs> I'm gonna take That's it. That's smart. Man. Yeah. So, so I'll I'll just give a little bit of context then to to entice people to want to go watch it. Sure. It's essentially, um, it's essentially sci-fi. It is a uh, fairly personal story. It's not just sci-fi. That's like um, effects driven, right? Like there's right. like it has the characters have very specific types of motivations and and so forth, and uh there is a great moment about halfway through the film where you kind of get to understand what's occurring yeah right right because it's very much moment it's smoke and mirrors right yes it very much seems like we're watching a dad raise a a kid yes over this over the course of years but then we're shocked to find out that (laughs) yeah there's a a sinister yeah yeah (laughs) purpose for this kid and so it's yeah, it's hard to not give that all away. But right, right. It was. It's funny, like the the story you're talking about it being personal. Yeah, I always one of the things I pitch when people have asked me about this is this is probably when I think I first learned how to crack the code on yeah. how to pitch. Right. <laughs> yeah. I tell people, and this is true. It's not fun to talk about, but my daughter told me when she saw that my I have two daughters. My oldest Jenna is 24, and when she saw the film, which she, uh, she helped produce, she said. Nice. Um, dad why did you write a story about us oh wow <laughs> and so i was a single dad yeah prior prior to this stable normal life yeah i was a total single dad uh, and i was not great at it and so uh, i put things on screen where this dad is saying kind of these horrible things to this child who loves him just unconditionally yeah. <laughs> right, right? right right and uh, unconditional i said unconditionally who loves him unconditionally and um showing that yeah flaw yeah connected to people incredibly well because it's it's one thing to write about this is what i used to do when i was first writing when i wrote the film with john rice yeah yeah yeah. i can come up with high concept stuff dude i can write funny stuff that's but it wasn't until uh i started writing about the things that hurt yeah and the things that i was embarrassed of or the things that were like really really (laughs) awful yeah that that's where the human connection is this film that i'm writing right now is um i was i had really thick glasses when i was a kid yeah you know like a bowl cut yeah yeah yeah. underbite and stuff and so i was a total ugly duckling and when i got older and kind of grew up you know got braces and got all that fixed um you never stop seeing right that kid right when you look at yourself and so i put that into the film like he literally can't stop seeing the ugly version of himself and when you can talk about that with executives yeah and because the minute I say that to you, you go, oh, yeah, I could I, I get that. I feel like because we all have felt that way. Yes. We all judge ourselves at yes. our worst. We all see our an ugly right. version of ourselves. And yeah. so it's those connections when you make those with people. You know, executives are just people. Yep. You know, yep. exactly. <laughs> and they make 
they're they are moved yeah. in the same way everybody else is they're yeah. just kind of numb to that yeah a little totally. more so test drive was putting that relationship on full display yeah and it and jenna and i adore each other we're just yeah. peas in a pod we're so much alike her yeah. and i but it was rough like yeah. when we were young because i was floundering with like how to be a dad right. and, and she was uh trying to become a kid you're like yeah, grow yeah. into a woman and, and it was really challenging sure and so i just poured it on the page and I, cool. I, that was the first script i've ever written about all the scripts people have always encouraged me but that was the first time i didn't get any notes oh wow when i, when I submitted the script to audrey and then she shared that with uh dust and you know like the sci-fi channel dust yeah thing. yeah yeah um all of them said oh yeah you should make this film so that's, oh, that's, cool. <laughs> so, that's cool yeah that's cool. yeah so. that's awesome and, and, you, and I, that, that's why i think even even me saying it was personal not knowing that story yeah now it makes sense it's yeah like, oh yeah of course <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah and that's one of the things i love about having writers um usually writers directors sometimes share this as well but directors can get into a space that's almost more like um let's get the project done as opposed to let's talk about like right the project that, like came where it came from and stuff like that but one of the things like i find really satisfying about having conversations with other writers is i think that in general to be a writer you do tend to have to be a little bit more vulnerable as a person in general yeah right? sure not necessarily not necessarily in your daily life because if you walked around with me you'd be like he, he's mr vulnerable like i'm not that way right right, right but right. if i'm sitting on a table with you and we're talking about our stories we can easily get in slip into that space yeah because it has to appear on the page or else what is the emotional connection like you're saying like if it, it's better if it's real right it's better if we've experienced that kind of whatever hardship it is whatever things that we either regret or things that we're proud of or whatever that emotion that we put into the script is right. it's so much easier to get to that place well, isn't that uh, it's miranda right who wrote hamilton um, oh we uh lin-manuel yeah yeah, yeah 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 so he says you know that writers are always kind of on the outside looking in right yes. and so i think i approached writing at first that way staying removed from it yeah and yet when i'd go to, to out with for drinks with friends i would tell these deeply personal stories like things <laughs> yeah. that were really like embarrassing but that was where some of the best comedy came oh, from right totally, yeah. and it was only when i made the jump in my writing to saying mm. you know what i'm gonna stop like writing this stuff that i think that it should be because of the i'm gonna start glossing over things yeah yeah and i'm actually yeah. gonna tell what people really do right when their pants are down and yes. they're fully embarrassed <laughs> yes right? exactly because that's what you know he says <laughs> i'm just making shit up as i go here yeah in the film in test yeah. drive yeah 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 and i've said that to jenna i yeah. said i don't know what i'm doing I, i'm just making this shit up yeah and like and she was probably 14 and it was shocking to her because mm. she's like wait dad's not perfect <laughs> right. she's well aware of yeah. right, right. but she um but those are the kinds of things that we i always i think the safe space for comedy now yeah and will always has been will always be is self-deprecating humor yes. right like yes. making fun of yourself is the best target absolutely and so yes i'm embarrassed of what i did when i was younger but i but i'm willing to write about it now because i know that it did I heal through it? Eh, yeah. Amy would probably tell you, like, I'm just a bear sometimes when I'm first starting to work on a script because I'm like, I'm going to crack open all these 
heart yeah <laughs> hard right. rocks in my heart to get open through all this pain <laughs> and put all this stuff on the page but right. hell i've heard the daniels talk about uh everything everywhere all at once right like yeah. talking how and the conversation came from them talking about how at the halfway point yeah a good script will reveal itself for what yeah, it really yeah, is right yeah, yeah yeah and so they start out with this crazy sci-fi film but yeah. it turns into this um film about mental health yep about connections about uh you know older generations yep. assuming uh the ways the old ways were the best when right. they're clearly not right yeah. so it was um i don't think that even when i went into the, this new action feature i didn't go in the door i you were talking about your scripts about bullying right you wrote something about bullying like like um Oh yeah, bullying. Yeah, yeah. the uh, we, the Shathar Wars short film we did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I initially thought I'm gonna write this film with mm. this bullying in mind. Yeah, and it is not what it's about now at all. Right, right. Because <laughs> I just went to so much deeper places yes. in being so honest with yes. with how people will, will be and turn the genre on its head a little bit. It was kind of a revenge film, like this current action script is a revenge film that takes a totally different turn <laughs> that i did not see coming until i went in and opened up all the the chipped yeah. away at the icy wall around my heart yeah you know, got absolutely in that's the, but the funny here's the funny thing like so this it's nice to talk to you because like i like the business side i really also get yes yeah. i am not artsy like i'm mm -hmm. not uh never really have been like i yeah. have a minimal amount of collectibles or something. Yeah. You know, sort of. <laughs> right, right, I've got right. a, a poster of Metropolis on my wall, though. Nice. You know, Fritz Long. Thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And I, and I got a poster Amy got me of Test Drive, you know, like cool. you know, Willie Peterson is a wonderful photographer. And he shot, I have to send you that, that a pic, picture of that. But yeah, not, I'm not outwardly artistic. Right. But inside, that's probably because I'm doing all I can to keep the, titanic in my head. <laughs> yeah, right. Flow, right? Like, so we'll see i'm excited uh, about this and i'll take a break and yeah go play golf and play some rugby and and then go back to writing the next project that's so. cool that's really cool <laughs> i'm glad you mentioned the daniels because um one of the things i've said before related to what you just said which is they found what the story was and they made a really fantastic film yeah right? and one of the things i've, I've mentioned because what the um I podcast with another group of, of they're primarily Disney podcasters. And I took one of my shows that I do. And I said, I think I should make it part of your network. And they're like, yeah, we'd love to have your show on our, my, our network. So I talked about this over there, but um, the Daniels, the Daniels beat Disney twice <laughs> at about a, a fourth or a fifth, or maybe even an eighth of the budget. So the Daniels wrote a multiverse film and a children of immigrant parents and the and dealing with with what that must be yeah, like right um film all wrapped up into one disney made uh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness and then disney made turning red turning red is about children of immigrant parents yeah and immigrant yeah. family multiverse is what it sounds like multiverse of madness is a multiverse film 
but neither of those films, each which had four times the budget of whatever uh, everything everywhere all at once had, didn't capture the multiverse or didn't capture that relationship fairly. And here's my take on it. Uh, you can give me your take on it too. But in Turning Red, I, I, the one thing that made me not as big of a fan of it, I think it did well in some areas, in other areas. It made the daughter, it made the daughter the most important thing in the film which makes it feel like they're not being fair to the mother at the end of that film everything everywhere all at once is told from the mother's viewpoint trying to understand her daughter and so it treats both characters as if as if it's real you yeah, know what i mean like yeah, as, right. if it's not, if it's, as if it's fully lived in so to right. speak right um and i think that it works from that perspective because of what you're talking about it's this idea that we are going to approach the material by not just how we have felt about it, but how we have learned to have multiple perspectives on the material. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that part of it, I think, you know, a lot, I, whenever I see a film that doesn't give me that multiple perspectives, cause it's, it's hard to get multiple perspectives. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's hard to step into well, someone else's and, shoes and, and understand them. Each of them to have weight. Exactly. Right. Without it exactly. seeming too tropey. Exactly. You know, I, <laughs> it's a weird part, you know, segue, but like, um, and first I, I adored everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Jenna called me and said, dad, you have to see this yeah. film. And she was right. It's <laughs> mind bendingly. Like it's one of my top 10, right? Yeah. Easily. But I, I always go back to Skyfall. When ah, I'm struggling writing, interesting. When I when I'm with this film because it's action comedy, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot 'em up kind of thing. Yeah. And you you have a certain part of a a script you have to follow, right? Like yeah. a movie with guns has to be a, a shoot 'em up, yeah. right? Like yeah, it, it is what it is. But Skyfall did something so different and wonderful in that it explored his mortality, Bond's yeah, mortality, right, and also his grief. Yeah. <laughs> That he never resolved as yeah, an orphan, right? And it just took that stuff head back head on. Yeah. He ends up without, you know. Hopefully, everyone's seen it. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. But ends Spoiler up with Kincaid in the last. Yeah, in the last act, he's there with Kincaid, who he knows from his childhood. Yeah. And instead of making Kincaid super tropey, they made him how you really are with people. You, if you saw somebody from your past, and like I had so much trauma as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, but I also had a really good, I had wonderful grandparents. Oh, cool. You know, and, and my mom was super strong woman. Yeah. But I had a train wreck father, yeah. you know, like I had, and, and you carry that with you. Yeah. When I go back home, the first thing I don't, I, I talk about is not the trauma. <laughs> right, right. It's about uh, life and how things totally. are going back there. And I just remember how poignant that scene is with Kincaid and him out there shooting. And it seems like such a small thing because, you know, he says to Kincaid, there's people coming to kill us. Well, then we better get ready. Yeah. And then they go out and they're shooting and they're just talking about his past just a little bit. Yeah. And he's not lamenting. Right. But visually, he's shooting things. Yeah. And so yeah. it's it. I think these are perfect scenes. I think that's really a, a fantastic movie because it's not. And it's also an easy easy to digest yeah so for new writers and new filmmakers like it's a good film to follow in terms of structure because 
it's got the perfect villain that's yeah. like just bad enough because <laughs> yeah, he's a right. he's the the mirror of of bond right but then bond shows real depth and yeah. and it's not in a super challenging way like the, Neil Purvis, who wrote that script, with, I can't remember the other writers, but it's a beautiful script to read. I don't know if you really. Oh, it's no, fantastic read. to read. Oh, wow. And if you want to write action, like that is such a good, uh, like a, a study in how to be efficient and exciting nice. with words on a page. Oh, right. That's cool. So I think, like, I personally think film's in a great place. I think it's, yeah. and it's becoming a great place because I think what you're talking about with red, I didn't actually see red, yeah, yeah. but I think what there's something to be said about, we have these characters and we can use them for what's the expected side of things. And right. we can use mom to serve right. this purpose, to move the daughter's story forward. Yeah. Or we can make everybody real. Yeah, exactly. And everything everywhere totally did that totally. and bond didn't i mean you know it's bond you're right you're not yeah, gonna yeah. make him real when he's fighting the komodo dragon right but it's, <laughs> right, right, right but you're gonna make him like you can ground him yes and you can and that's what audiences are clearly hungry for absolutely and executives not all of them yeah <laughs> but some of them obviously realize like hey there is a place for these films yeah. it won the oscar you know everywhere one yeah part of part of because of the timing right like yeah. it, it was not only was a beautiful story masterfully done but it yeah. was like we're all coming out of this whole yeah <laughs> oh, this totally. bubble and suddenly totally. we have this um you know I, I, suddenly have have this work of art that's got all the things kung yeah. fu yeah you know butt plugs they got crazy <laughs> yeah they went crazy it, it was for me it was it was inspiring it's also cool. Like I always love when I'm working on a project and I see something that is similar already made, right? Yeah. Like something that comes a succession. I've seen some jokes on there, not jokes, but like some setups. Yeah, they were like, oh yeah, I've, I'm writing. That's something yeah. I've written, kind of similar in yeah, my work. Yeah. One of the weirdest things is like, and we talked about this briefly before the mics were on, but um, my uh, my father's from uh, Jerusalem, right? Okay. So my real name is Bassem Husni Tahan. Okay. Sam's a nickname. I don't <laughs> doesn't actually show up anywhere on legal documents. Right? Oh no way. Yeah. So and my good friends back home call me Bassem. So okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's um one of the things because I look like my mom, who's from Kansas, and we're like Scottish on mom's right, side. Right, right, I look right. and I'm a rugby player. Like I look like a big burly right uh, rugby player. Like. It's um, it was weird for me at first for a while. It was weird for me to broach the subjects of race or being biracial oh, in my scripts yeah. because I was like, can I do this? Can I can I bring these characters in here without them just serving the purpose of right. being by? Hey, here's the biracial person. That's yeah, ridiculous because yeah, 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 yeah. I'm tired of that just like anybody else. Right. So conversely, I did quite the opposite and I made them just lean so hard into how my friends really are my right. Arab people. My, yeah. My family, my Arab family. And, yeah. and it was wonderful to do that. It was That's so true. fulfilling to be like, I'm going to show the frustrations that my, uh, me and my Arab friends have, uh, from the little subtle racism that occurs, right. the little tiny things that people <laughs> right. experience that are gross. Yeah. But uh, and very real in this world and what it makes you feel like when you're trying to when you're constantly code switching as is. Right. right, right. So I didn't get to do that so much in test drive because I knew uh, the, the sci fi element and the 
the big reveal thing yeah. Yeah, yeah. was was the focal point of the story. Right, right. I did love that we were able to find um, Latinx actors who just did a fantastic with, job with yes. that. And I and but it wasn't it. I think in a bigger universe, mm-hmm. I would um, I would want to um, explore that family side of things. Sure, sure. Um, but with this action flick that I'm writing, like that was thematically this is where i really feel like i leveled up and i talked to audrey just two weeks ago about this like i think i finally wrote a script where that's i wrote an action script that's driven by the emotional stakes constantly nice every every emotional stake leads to a physical outcome that then it blows up in their face (laughs) so it's never there's a bomb in the room now let's react there's yeah, like yeah, somebody yeah. brought the bomb in the room to hurt people right or somebody is is knows the bombs in there and isn't willing to do anything about it like I love that. once you can harness that like i didn't i i can't, i was coming at my writing uh from the other side the safe yeah. i think the safe side i'm gonna write cool hey here's this alien he yeah. abducts the guy now <laughs> the guy's gonna get revenge and abduct the alien right, right. that's fun it's a yeah. fun setup right, <laughs> right but right. it's not real it's right. not and of course, alien abduction isn't anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea that a physical stake drives everything was what all I was doing at first. I thought yeah. if I'm funny enough and I make cool physical yeah. things happen, that'll that'll be entertaining enough. But no, we've yeah. seen um have you seen Sorcerer? No. You got these lightsabers on your yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the same weekend that's that Star Wars was released, a movie called Sorcerer came out. Oh, I'm familiar with this only because you said it came out the same time as Star, but I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. you've got to see it. Really? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, if you like John Wick or those kinds of action things, yeah. it was really early filmmaking, action filmmaking. It was yeah. super grounded, practical effects, okay. but it is riveting, and it really? has so little dialogue. But it's basically That's just cool. four four bad guys have to drive a bunch of explosives across a island to put out a fire. Wow. And you think like that's an easy sell? That's an elevator yeah. pitch, right? Yeah. I have never seen something more riveting. Wow, <laughs> like, it's insane. I'm sold. I'm, I'm <laughs> in. I'm in. I'm gonna watch it now. And it's not a ton of backstory. It's not a ton of like you get to know these bad guys, yep. right? Yep. And you get to know, and they have their little moments in the cat in in the trucks they're driving, but they don't. But. At the end of the day, they got to get that dynamite to the, the, the fire. <laughs> and it's it, it, it to me, it's the blueprint for collateral. I think we had mentioned talking yes, about collateral. That's what I'm going to ask you. Right? Because yeah. collateral, I think, is uh, probably my top film like, of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I it's hate, up there. For I hate me to too. say, man, it's yeah. real, really hot. Now, I love Star Wars. Like, Star Wars got me into filmmaking. Yeah, I yeah, fell yeah. in love with all that stuff really early on, uh, way back when. Yeah. But, um, and, and I still love all the new stuff, but um, Collateral, I think, is a flawless film. Like, I think it's it's, it's pretty amazing because <laughs> yeah, it does all the things right. Yeah. You get time for them to have real dialogue in the car. Yep, exactly. Meanwhile, there's this insane action movie blowing up around. <laughs> right. Them, right. And right. so but there's comedic. I just rewatched it. There's comedic moments in there. And I aspire to write that type of stuff that i think is yeah. um high level action with a theatrical feel there's 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 yes. very much theater yeah when they're trapped in the car stuck there together what yep. a perfect 
uh, pun intended vehicle yeah for uh telling a story right so oh yeah it's so good it's also one of the things i love about collateral is um as a as a person who grew up on the outskirts of la i with maybe the exception of something like i don't know la la land or you know some film that focuses on la as a focal point but as a backdrop in a film, I don't think I can think of another film that feels more like LA. Yeah. Than yeah. collateral feels like <laughs> LA. I mean, the, the whole the whole notion of like he understands the streets, but he's stuck in this job, but he's mm -hmm. got bigger aspirations. Yeah. And then and then this this business guy comes in on a trip and has a whole route that he's got to take. <laughs> right. And then he psychoanalyzes him while they're yeah, taking this yeah, trip. Yeah. Um and then he, and that Vincent despises that that place and has all the reason to make the, the arguments he does totally yeah he's, <laughs> you almost feel like maybe yeah. he's doing a good thing you know like right. he's, he's going through this yeah but look how real they are let's go back to our conversation so earlier it's like each one of them um the lawyer jada pinkett smith yeah. like yeah lawyer she's loves her job and she's very real like she doesn't throw up she says she like has a strong stomach but yeah. she that's so real yeah, like that's totally. so how a person because I, I, Anybody can experience the like those nerves that yep. the person experiences before something big, yep. but it shows that she's power, like she enjoys the power. Yes, she loves the job. She's good at it, and she's in the only place where she can go do that kind of job: L.A. and New York, right? Yeah, yeah. And so everybody is so well defined. Yep. Um, and and just plot alone. Oh, right. So that's what I think. That's yeah. why I can. I go back to Skyfall. I go back to. I actually read like there's three scripts I always go back to Skyfall, Baby Driver, and uh Spider-Man oh. into the Spider-Verse. Like, oh no way. Those are the scripts I always read when I'm Dude, when I I'm would stuck. love to read Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It, it's cool because it um teaches you how to, you know, they were writing two animators. Yes. And so the animators had to understand what's tonally the this moment like. Yes. But also visually what this is gonna look like. Yeah. And so it is terse. It's super tight writing. Yeah. And it's not a 240 page script. Right. It's right. 110, 120, but yeah. it's, um, it, I, I think that, uh, when I said test drive yeah. for me, when I wrote that script, if you read the script, you'd see it's just really clean, right? Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. it, it, and I tried to emulate what they were doing there and what they're yeah. doing in Skyfall, which is to just, say the thing that's there yeah and don't hold back any new uh don't don't i used to sleep on information i used to hang back and don't oh. i'm not sure this yet i'm not yeah, gonna share yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna surprise you Here it comes later. <laughs> right and now i just put it all in front i front load constantly every page i try to push anything that's interesting all the way forward uh, and cut the chaff right like nice. just get rid of the the stuff that really doesn't matter so yeah. There, if there, are, oh, those three scripts are incredibly efficient. I think Edgar Wright writes with a little more poetry, yeah, in mind, yeah, yeah. But the other two, they just get it done. Yeah, that's cool. And so I re I've read Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs because nice. I love those guys too. Yeah, I think they're yeah. obviously Lord, you know, Phil yeah. Lord. Those yeah. guys know what they're doing. Oh, they know right? what they're doing. Yeah, but sure. it's it's not wrong for me. I finally moved from writing, trying to emulate them. Yeah into finding my own way of putting oh, things that's awesome. and and uh and so i'm like test drive i started to do it and then with this one 
the new one, I really found it. And I, and I say that because I shared the first two acts with Audrey and I got no notes on the first act. And I think like, <laughs> that may seem like a small <laughs> achievement, but dude, that was the biggest milestone for me because I had been, uh, you know, I had had my doubts. Like yeah. you always get notes. Well, I would do this. I would get that. Yeah. But there was the first time, like, it was like, oh yeah, it's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool. And then you go in knowing. So that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, by the way, to, to go back to collateral right quick, cause I want to sure. get a little bit more about this. Cause I don't know who wrote collateral. Do you know who wrote collateral offhand? I can look it up. Uh, we can look it up, but yeah. I, I looked his name up and he had, he hadn't done much. That's wild. Well, whoever that is, come on the show. Like, he did I want to talk treasure. To he did a pirates of the Caribbeans. Some, oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, some, okay, cool. some stuff around that. Cool. 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 Like Good one him. of those. Good for him. Those are, those are fun movies. Some Stuart, of them, some of them right? are. It seems like I remember watching a doc, a short doc on him. Oh, no way. Cool. But he just wrote the perfect movie. Hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He just wrote did the perfect he, yeah. movie. Did he just, did he just write one? Because he hadn't done a ton of big stuff until then. Right. And suddenly, you know, he gets a Michael Mann movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even it's not even a um even the action sequences and stuff, it's not like it needs a, a giant budget. I looked up at the budget today and it was it would be it was a it was a big enough budget. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. it's 40 million or something like that. But but it doesn't need to be. It's probably just licenses. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. know, like forty million in insurance, and I'm sure for shooting it in LA. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's that, and of course, you got Tom Cruise. You know, yeah, what I mean? like, yeah. Could, but that that now now is the is the film improved by Tom Cruise? I think the answer is yes because Tom Cruise does not play that type of role hardly ever. Like that that portion of Tom Cruise's career, yeah. was him really going out of the bounds of what yeah, you would normally yeah. expect from Tom right. Cruise. He did talk to his role in Tropic Thunder during kind of that time too. <laughs> right. But um, it really works so well because when you go into a movie theater, your expectation is to see Tom Cruise as the person that you're rooting for. Yeah, but yeah. when they put him in a place where you go, I don't think I'm supposed to root for this dude. That's when you really think to yourself like, wow, this, this just made me even more interested. So fantastic that he's in it. Um, well, I, and you wonder if he did that because of kind of, I don't know if it's a thing, but it does seem like when new actors um, are breaking in, they'll oftentimes play bad guys, right? Like yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper plays the bad guy in uh, Wedding Crashers. And, That's right. That's right. You know, and, and yeah. they're all introduced to audiences that way. Yeah. So you wonder if Cruz had, you know, he was, what was that movie with the... Uh, Stay Golden Pony Boy, those guys like the oh yeah, what the was... outsiders, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's starting film, and he's a child, and plays oh. in risky business, and yeah, and so kind of redefines the thing. I think that works, but yes. I also think that he, um, obviously, he was a controversial character at times. I still think he's fantastic. Yeah, I loved oh, amazing. Yeah. Top Gun. I loved uh, Edge of Tomorrow. All that stuff. Oh, they're all so, uh, yeah, all but. Amazing. You you know when you're that gorgeous a man, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. and you're that uh, master of your own destiny. Yeah, the fact he's so cutting. Yes, to Jamie Foxx's character, right? Like oh, so totally. condescending. Yeah, and that yeah. it makes you want Jamie to pull, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, rank and file on him and win. Yeah. Oh, you totally. Know? So he's totally. the perfect because he's not only a superstar and jamie fox was obviously has ascended to that but yeah. 
this was what 2008 or something yeah around there yeah so in terms of leveraging celebrity yeah it was also great casting absolutely and that that was something that i i didn't realize the weight of it until i always had a feeling that that would matter i didn't realize it mattered as much as it did until i started to uh, auditions oh, yeah. and started to see um, the way people carry their work forward. One of the biggest brags that I have about test drive is um, geek fest was big. That's a yeah. big win. And I love, that's amazing to me. Yeah. Um, but another contest, um, uh, I had to look, I had to put the link of the file, but film sound, um, they, the, the audience voted the best perform. It, it had the best performances. Oh, cool, cool, and cool. I thought, now that means I've done a good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because those people in that film really—it's really convincing. Because, dude, you have—you're watching four actors, five actors play the same kid. Yeah. Oh, right? totally. At different ages, and Three. that works in that film. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing because in yeah. so many films, it's like, wait, who is this person now? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so hard, man. Oh. That was so hard because working with I kids, I, and I love children. I'm, Love being a dad, yeah. But dude, working with children can be a thing, right? <laughs> right, and right. So it's known as a thing in the yeah. industry, yeah, yeah. And so, Alan, my buddy, uh, I was talking about earlier. He's he's like, boy, you just went for it, didn't you? You just <laughs> went first, you know, debut film, and you just decided All the hard things. to change, yeah. <laughs> Nine different scene change locations, thirteen <laughs> right. scenes, and five kids. So we and we which we just did with makeup, right? We yeah, just yeah, but yeah. we did casting. We we. I had to fly a couple of sisters in from Florida um, to play the parts, but man, everybody did so wonderfully well. And it, yeah. and it takes that to make, you know, great casting is an underrated art form. Yes. Right. I, and I think it gets the credit it deserves now, right, right. but it's such a, I think that's what excites me the most about shooting another film is like the interact as a writer. Yeah. I knew the tone Right. of what actors were saying but i was so shocked at some of the things they brought forward oh yeah you know and the ways they owns owned lines yeah. and said and made suggestions a small thing is um in the opening scene uh tom yeah the father is dropping his daughter angel off at college right yeah. and so uh, uh the daughter played by isabella uh, salazar who's wonderful um she just so charming, right? Yeah. But the dad is played by uh, Tassos Hernandez. He, that is a wonderful man. He's just a great guy. <laughs> and he's a Denver local. He was on The Bachelorette. And oh, stuff. no yeah. way. Cool. Yeah. And so he suggested that instead of just keeping his distance from the daughter, that he should chuck the the her suitcase out. Oh, yeah. Chuck it to her and, and stay feet away from her instead yeah. of being near her. Yeah. And it wasn't in the script. No way. But I thought, now that guy is so in tune as an actor knowing what the story is knowing what the characters were and that's continually i heard that in that script like and that's it's addictive man yeah. when you write something that everybody goes i have this idea and they're good yeah. ideas yeah emily hong young heard who's a local you yeah. should totally meet her cool she was the production designer and god she was uh amazing yeah. amazing on this it's cool. really saved the film like yeah. made the film everything she did the license plate. She did, you know, because oh, you look wow. at the holographic license yeah, plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she had suggestions that were beyond my understanding. <laughs> In the rain scene, when we, we uh, Willie Peterson and I built that rain machine that when they're 
when no uh, way yeah when tassos <laughs> aka tom and frankie played by rihanna DeVries, they're sitting in the car and it's yeah. raining yeah uh willie and i went to lowe's and bought pvc pipe and made a rain <laughs> machine right so that's cool um but she told me uh that day on the shoot like that i love frankie i love this character because she's so um broken she's so angry but because she knows what this guy's like it's her ex yeah. And I wrote it as, you know, I'm good. I think I need an expo dump because I need people to understand what's happening. Yes, yes, yes. So it'd be more interesting if I have uh, two people who don't really like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to like each other. To it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But I had no idea it would connect <laughs> to that level. And what it has done for me personally, which I would challenge every writer that's uh, young, you know, trying to get it break yeah, in or what, yeah. is to, um, is to not, uh, disregard any moment yeah to pay attention to to mine all the good yes in every single moment there can't be wasted space yeah. it's like when you go through baby driver right like yeah uh if you read the script you'll see that his poetry gets uh smaller after yeah. you get past the intro right 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 you, know, you get past the first six pages which is the car scene and the bank robbery yep and it's super poetic musical right yeah. the whole thing is rhythmic right but it starts to get down to brass tacks the further you read yeah because yep. of the efficiency of it and i think that that was something that um writing test drive and then definitely shooting test drive taught me was um the less space the more space on the page yeah and uh get paid like uh, allows people to pay attention to the dialogue for yes, one yes and if the dialogue is rich enough they can create the scene themselves yeah and yeah, then yeah. they and, and in doing so you can just have a a world of emotions yeah collateral remember the wolf the like the wolves the wolf runs across the oh yeah the coyote yeah that's one of my favorite scenes yeah yeah and it's two lines in the script wow two two lines right I haven't read the script. So oh, yeah, you got to read the script. In fact, in fact I, this is how, okay, when I said this seems like L.A. to me so much, one of the reasons why is because I almost, I was almost positive. I would have bet you money that they just said, oh, look at that coyote. Quick, get the camera and t and, and and shoot the coyote running across the oh, street. Oh, yeah. No. It's but it's in the script. Lines, yeah. But so, so, so then you have the writer who really understands that aspect of it because – that that little scene is so pivotal because it is somewhat it is somewhat indicative of Tom Cruise is that coyote in LA and he's cruising around doing these things and it's kind of like we we if you take a step back it's like this is just an animal in this metropolis but in that context it's like that's what la is like it's like right. just like that right, right. like there's all, all of a sudden there'll be a coyote but first. it's jamie fox too right exactly because he's a survivalist he's it's trying both. he's doing yes right he's yes. doing what he can yep to survive both mm -hmm. taking the job that he can't stand and so yeah. like it, it has been a challenge that i've welcomed um learning how to get better pushing myself yeah. here's the cool thing about writing dude like i had cancer last year last year two years ago Shot the film, shot test drive. Yeah. Uh, had foot surgery from rugby about two weeks later. Oh I found gosh. I had cancer two weeks later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so, true story. How, so, did that, how do you find that out? Just well, I was just, I was uh, having trouble swallowing, right? Uh, like, and so, it was thyroid cancer. Okay, well, with okay. thyroid cancer, they can tell, they, they basically tell you, well, the good news is they'll just take the thyroid out, give yeah. you some radiation, yeah, yeah. and... and um, you'll be fine yeah man fine's 
relative term. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So radiation definitely scrambles your brain for a while. That yeah. took a little while to recover. Yeah. But the beauty of, uh, for me, like recovering from that was that understanding that you can write for the rest of your life, right? Ah, that's cool. And I look at Asimov and uh, a brag I have is Diana Botsford, who was that first mentor I talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was the goddaughter of Isaac Asimov. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so I looked at Asimov, Bradbury, um, and I think those guys, like, they wrote till they died, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I'm so excited by in writing. Yeah. And in directing is that I'm going to continue to get better yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah, it's cool. You know, like you, your, your body ages and that stuff sucks. Right. <laughs> but the reality is like I will continue to write and write and push myself and push myself. And I'll outwork anyone in that I want to because I want this thing so much. Yeah. It's the only thing I can do. Right. But it's but I look at that now and I see. I've seen myself changing from studying those scripts because I, I used to read them a lot and yeah. I don't really look at them as much anymore. I'll look at excerpts, right? Yeah. But I'm finding what's pouring out of me now yeah. that used to take so much time is really um, visual. Uh, like I'm trying to find the image that evokes a feeling, uh, the wolf, the coyote yeah, running yeah, across yeah, the road. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking for that coyote all the time awesome. because uh, and, and I think that's why I got no notes on the action cool. feature because it visually and it tackles a behemoth, man. It tackles a tough theme because so, uh, uh, it tackles beauty, right? Uh -huh. And yeah. and how we see ourselves and yeah. how we see the world and how the world sees us. Like the theme is you either get you, you either use your looks yeah. to get what you want or you're used for your looks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the theme driving. And so the challenge was always trying to find. Uh, visual elements in the story cool. um, that would play on that. So the easy ones are mirrors, oh, reflections yeah, yeah. in the water. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know, but then it becomes a bigger and bigger thing as you're trying to do yeah. that <laughs> repeatedly. And so, like introducing characters who in, exist in the real world that deal in the in the world of beauty, yep. and interacting with those people in believable ways. And so I was, it was. It was something Audrey taught me. She joked about this the other day. She was like, Sam, we talked about this like two years ago. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, but I had to figure it out for myself. Right, like, right. you can tell me all you want to how to get there. Right. But I have to walk. Right? Yeah. I have to be totally. the one that walks. And so totally. I finally started walking. And once I realized, like, wait a minute, if I anchor every part of this story to that theme. Yeah. And I let that the characters be motivated in a way that's driven by that theme. Yeah. All the action will follow suit. Yeah, that's cool. So Collateral did that, I think, wonderfully. Absolutely. Because it, it's just simpler to understand than everything everywhere all at once, yeah. right? <laughs> right, right? He did right. a thing. Hitman's going to show up. He's going to use a cabbie to murder yeah. six targets, and he's going to get out of Dodge. Yeah. Right? There's your elevator pitch, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. but what's the context beyond that? And it was yeah. a story about loneliness. Yep. You know, and, yep. and, and two guys... It was like trying to form a friendship. That was what was the most <laughs> right. screwed up part of it. Right, right. It was so cool. Yeah. Because like they're battling like brothers, right? Yes. Like just nitpicking at each other. Because in a way they're both right. Yeah. Right? Like they're in a yeah. way they're both yeah. right. And so and the, and the cool thing about that too is that Jamie Foxx's character doesn't take action against Vincent. Right. Until 
it becomes extremely personal to the point where he goes, oh, yeah, this guy has to be wrong because there's no way he can kill Jada Pickett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but before that, here's the cool thing about it. Yeah, that. yeah. So, you know, we talk a lot and we study a lot about, like, formulaic writing, yes. save the cat type of stuff, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I think Christopher McQuarrie, when I was telling you earlier, like, yeah. was very generous in his time to talk tell me some stories that of his interactions and directing and yeah. um, via Twitter um, rest in peace, 2023 yeah. Twitter. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the thing we used to use, it was called Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen kids back in my day. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> I think now I'm going to lose my train of thought. No, I, I had, um, the hardest time early on trying to find my my uh like marry a plot together right so yeah, i did yeah, a lot yeah. of the i studied joseph campbell's monomyth and yeah, i read yeah. the hero's journey and then i wrote read the writer's journey for christopher vogel and i did yeah. i did the formulas yep and mccory points out like i had to write by the formula in order to break the rules right i had yeah. to buy right by the rules to break the rules yeah 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 and so um, I think like collateral, you know, in the darkest hour, yeah. right. That's very typical in the yeah. monomyth. What's cool about that is, is before he finds out it's Jada Pinkett Smith, the only reason he does yeah. is because he's a kid ready to kill himself. Yes. And so you take an emotional stake of a yes. normal monomyth thing. Like here's the guy yes. ready to kill himself yeah. and I'm going to take down the bad guy in doing so. And Oh shit, I didn't yep. die. We didn't, neither one of us died. Oh, now he's now he's going to kill the one person I actually care about. Yeah. Now I'm forced into the action. Yes. And so his emotional darkest hour moment that's typical, like they did it in Elf. Buddy the Elf stands on the bridge <laughs> right. about to jump into the water and kill himself. <laughs> right. And here right. comes Santa, right? Right. And so in that, it was a formula. Yeah. But then it broke. Yes. It, it broke the character's. And then force them into physical action. Yeah. That's why it's brilliant. Because it it's, didn't just go, it, he didn't go, I'm going to, he could have done that another way, right? Yeah. He could have found out Jada was going to die and right. drove the car off a cliff. Totally. In a story. But he tries to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. That means he's already doubting himself about his relationship with the girl. Yep. And that, yep. which was great because they didn't answer it completely. He yep. saves the day, but right. we don't know how that there's no collateral to right, uh, right, right. Takes her to the subway and, and like shoots Tom Cruise <laughs> on the way and keep and survives. But we don't have a resolution to the love story. And so yeah. I think that's what, again, what everything everywhere all at once did so well is let's take a, let's take a Kung Fu movie, you know, and, yeah. and let's take a, a merge it with sci-fi yeah. and let's yeah. take and then let's take a very normal real family in america yeah. and let's make them uh show the struggles of exactly that we all feel with taxes yeah <laughs> you know, especially I know, I know. very timely right yeah but also the grandpa's beliefs and so it yeah. took the two worlds smashed them together yeah but then what comes out the other side is this uh beautiful story about a mom and her daughter's um inability to communicate yeah. you know and how cataclysmic how world bending that really can feel yeah. right so i think it's something that um i think secretly all those years like writing early on trying to write with uh and sending things to john yeah. who, was, who was so generous yeah, yeah you know with his time um 
I think I was genuinely worried. I don't know. I didn't know if I could pull it off secretly. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. secretly worried. Wait a minute. Can I actually, Yeah. you know, can I do all the things? Yes. Can I, cause I always knew I could write the action stuff, right? Yeah, I, I always yeah. knew I could write the um, plot. Yeah. Yeah. And figure out a funny plot. Right. But I wasn't sure I could do what I'm starting to do yeah. until I did it. That's cool. And I think that if I had, you know, I've had a few people from Twitter now that I'm, uh extinct on there i guess um <laughs> i've been lucky enough through that initiative where i read all those log lines to meet um three writers who really really enjoyed their work like wow that i thought oh my gosh now this is really stunning yeah. writing and totally different genres like yeah 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 and i think um you know law of averages like if i met a hundred or i probably met 300 writers through that initiative yeah um where the initiative was to be clear, did we say this? Like yeah. I, I put a, a post saying, um, Hey writers, if you have uh, log lines, you want to share with me. If I find some that are interesting that I think my rep might be interested in, I'll, I'll read the log lines and I'll yeah. pick some yeah, and then I'll uh, read one sheets and perhaps read the scripts. And so I chose eight of those out of hundreds and um, I read uh, they were amazing. I picked the right That's ones. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> but I think the rest of that crowd, I think if there's anything to, to learn, I don't know what this process is. I know that the conversations I've had ever since then with those writers, those three writers that yeah. I picked, I've had, I'm having um, Zoom calls with them cool. and talking to them. And I, I, I can, I can tell you one thing. I don't know. I know we all try to figure out what the, path forward is how yeah. we how do you get from writing scripts to getting rep to getting right, right, right. you know stuff made i know one thing and that is writer is the writing is the, the greatest teacher of writing oh yeah. that's it it's yeah, the only yeah. thing that really really teaches you yeah and i i think that fear has been squelched lately yeah. because of the way that people, not only the way people reacted to test drive. Yeah. By no means is it a perfect film. It's low budget. Right. Right. right? But this, we did, I tried to do as good looking as a special effects yeah. as we could do. Yeah, on yeah, dime, yeah. Right. And um, they didn't look cheap. That was the good news, right? No, they look great. <laughs> yeah. They look great. And so, um, but I, tr but writing something that was a story about people yeah. first, you know, uh, is I think it'll drive me from this point on. Yeah. I, I, and I, I only could, I would love to say cancer taught me every, you know, I was inspired. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. man. Yeah. It put off things. Yeah. You know what movie I, I, I love? Cause this, I can really relate to this. And I, I think about this a lot now that I'm, I really feel like I'm finding my voice completely. Yeah. And by no means am I, everybody writer thinks that yeah, yeah. this script I'm working on is the greatest thing I've ever written. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Right. But right, right. the reality is I now know who I am when I walk. Yes. When I sit down on my laptop, I yeah. don't worry about me anymore. I just execute. Yeah. And yeah. That's cool. That's a yeah. wonderful place. That's taken a long <laughs> time to get to. That's cool. But one film that always inspired me um, was Frank. Did you ever see Frank no. with Michael Fassbender? No it's you have to see it really yeah so he plays a real life person who uh a performer in, in england who would uh wear a giant head of a man right like yeah it's just a giant 
<laughs> man head on yeah. top of a man and he'd <laughs> sing. And so it's, it's such a wonderful film about mental health nice. and creativity and art. Uh, and cause he's basically this uh, kind of, not indie, but like a super indie band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's writing all these super interesting songs. Yeah. And they go to record a little album, and they're all so weird and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at one point in the in the movie, like the the guy who's kind of the person, the the character we're following into yeah. that world. Yeah. Goes to his parents and and says, um, um, you know, why? You come to find out he, he's pretty severely mentally ill, right? Okay, okay. And so they say that always stuck with me. They say, like, he it didn't help him with the creativity, it slowed him down, if anything. It it, uh, it held him back a little bit. And I always think that because I, you know, when I was young dealt with mental health issues, and I always look at like that the challenge of being um a writer. Yeah. <laughs> there is not a job for sane people it, it's not at all right <laughs> no, and, and i speaking as a person who was you yeah. know had mental health issues that i've since um dealt with and taken care of the best i can yeah yeah i i know now that writing um is such a healthy thing mm -hmm. to do as painful as it's been yeah as hard as it's been when it's finally come to this time in my life where it's going well um it has been it's there's so much healing mm, in that and i just cool. didn't allow myself to do that i do think it's funny i say that because i'm like watch what happens when i start amy's listening going oh my gosh wait wait till he starts writing the new script <laughs> and like banging my head against yeah, the computer yeah, trying yeah. to figure everything out it's yeah. easy to say I'm all healthy and yeah, happy yeah, yeah, when I'm yeah. about to finish the script and I'm really happy with where it's at. Right. But every process, you know, like I'm going to be restarting something and it's going to be really challenging and that that's okay. Cause yeah. I, I think now that uh, it took a long time to get the bird off the ground. I'll blame the radiation for that one <laughs> and the rewrite with, um, with uh, the feet, this feature, but writing the feature for a test drive, I, I'm not going forward with fear. I'm not going forward with yeah. worry. I'm more like, I'm going to go through the thing where you're like, I can't figure this out. What am I doing? And you just drink so much coffee. And then <laughs> I, I, I take trucker naps is what I call them. When I'm riding well yeah. or poor, I don't sleep well, whatever. Yeah. But when I'm riding a lot, like I just write for four hours and then I take a nap <laughs> and nice. I get back up and I write for four hours and then I take a nap and then and that's kind of the process like amy and uh remy go to bed pretty early yeah. thank god so i can yeah get some work done but i might i was up till last week i was up till four i'm not kidding whoa like four whoa and then i got up at eight after they left for school <laughs> hey remy left for school and then i worked again till about one ish took a little snooze yeah went pick remy up <laughs> Hey, everybody, we eat with them, hang around, play, and then they go to bed at 7 38. And now I work again, you know. And so <laughs> right, it's, right. it's, it's, uh, that's an insane person's schedule, right? Like that's yeah. an insane thing to do. But, um, I always joke, Amy knew what she was getting when she married, when she married a writer, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, you know, that's, that's not, um, I wouldn't recommend that to people. Right. I wouldn't say that's the thing to do. But I do think, like, for me personally, yeah. 
I think you have to find your rhythm, mm. uh, your uh, your pace. Mm. And uh, I work really quickly. I write really fast once nice. I figured out the beats, once I figured out the outline. And I think that's from being an improv prior to oh, like, yeah, I, sure. I think once I have my setups, yeah, I'm very much a director in that regard. I don't know how you approach writing, but one thing I've really embraced from directing is that I, I don't outline quite like I used to. Uh, I find the big, the like 10, 12 big beats. Uh, I say, this is the thing that catalyst that starts it off. This is the decision to go forward. Yeah, yeah This yeah. is the moment that, okay, well, this is dumb. What am I going to do to survive this? <laughs> right, and then, right. and, uh, I, and I think as long as I have, uh, those figured out, I can start. I, I then usually try to write 15 pages oh, yeah. and just get a feel for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then I start kind of drilling down on the outline. Okay. This leads to this and leads to this. So this one was a bigger juggling. This new one is a was more pieces to juggle, right. but I've always been kind of accused of being Guy Ritchie esque. Ah. I'm trying to weave yeah, yeah, seventeen yeah. plots into <laughs> one, right? And so That's I, cool, it, yeah, and yeah. It, it works when it works, right? Yes, yes, yes. And this finally works, but yeah. that's hard to do. That's why I maybe write something much simpler next time. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, I think also embracing that part of myself, like understanding that that's. That's how I approach it. I I I don't know how other people do. I think a mm. uh, young uh, writer I met she she wrote a script that's uh, kind of a what started the Civil War type oh setup yeah yeah and dude it is cool it is yeah. really cool and I I said you know it's this is amazing but the first act's pretty muddled uh, and it, she oh okay I'm gonna I'll just clean it up I'll rewrite it yeah. And she just wrote a totally different thing in the first <laughs> act, like and sent it back within a week. Wow! I'm like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> that's cool. And I have no idea did she sleep at all? Yeah, that's all I'm wondering, <laughs> right, 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 right. Or how many trucker naps did she take? Yeah, exactly. Like, or am I the only one on that mountain? <laughs> am I the only one that it breaks it up into hours in a day? Or I don't know. It'd be interesting to. I, I, I'm sure you've had some experiences with the writers you've met with, but so I'm different. finding my I'm melding the two worlds the best I can. Right, mm. like in the because i'm not the same quite the same person when i direct as i would be when i'm writing or pitching right like i'm probably more uh i'm never like let's make the donuts i'm never dry yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) but i am pretty analytical you know Ah. and and i think that's always surprising to people because i don't i don't um I make decisions quickly when I need to make decisions quickly, yeah, but I yeah. do a lot of research. Oh, I nice. do a lot of homework. Nice. <laughs> and so I do a lot of planning and oh, I think that, it. that kind of thing is. So I think you can, it's, I don't think that's code switching. I think that's actually shifting gears into another, yes. accessing a different part of your yes. personality. Right. So yes. that's, that's been a fun thing that age has brought a yeah. little bit, right. Yeah, like yeah, being yeah. more confident and being like, look, I'm just going to be, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. And then you tell me what you think and let's actually figure this out together. Like that's that, cool. that's, that's a fun part, but I don't bring that to the writing. You can't tell right. your characters what to do or they, 
tell you to f off that's is what happens that's <laughs> true that is so true that's like the that's like the one rule of, of all the rules like that's the one you can't break it's like if your characters tell you they won't do it you can't make them you yeah know? oh i've tried to shoehorn <laughs> some bastards into some pretty tight spots right yeah, like, yeah. but it does not work it does not work i was I, and i i joke uh, now i call it my spidey sense right like when something's just bugging me and and uh i will and it's always me trying to resurrect some zombie scene and inject <laughs> right. it into this thing or use some really funny darling I had to kill in right. some other script yeah. or whatever and force it into that. But sometimes it's not that obvious, yes. but it just bugs you just a little bit. I yeah. was pitching. I was telling. So after I, I told you, I like sent the first two acts and no yeah. notes. I have no notes on yeah, the first yeah, yeah, act. Yeah. That didn't mean there weren't notes on the second act. It, it was <laughs> right. a slaughterhouse, right? And rightfully so. Audrey is really good at her job and has great instincts. And we push each other. That's and I cool. think that's uh, why the relationship is healthy. I think there are rep writers. Yeah. Lots of rep writers. And I think our relationship is is, is special in that it's um, we, we not only feed off each other, we push each other and we challenge each other in the right ways. That's and cool. so we're both kind of we're, we're a lot alike in that we um had to work our way up yeah and we um have fun until it's time to work and then we do the work and and we get we get the job done and That's so when cool. she gives me notes i respect the crap out of the notes and i yeah. fix the things yeah yeah so i had fixed most of the script on the second act and i was calling we were just on a phone call and i was pitching her hey i kind of did this but I didn't do it in this one spot. And uh, then I got off the phone. And I'm like, damn it, I didn't. You know, I got to change that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, I went back. And when I did that, it led to one of the coolest scenes in the film. Oh, wow. And so, like, having somebody, I don't have a traditional co-writer in that sense. Yeah, yeah. But I also think, I don't think, I've met plenty of other rep writers who have had experiences where the reps aren't reading oh yeah their stuff or taking forever to uh, taking forever is a thing man it's legit yeah. nobody has time to do anything right right right, right? right, right. so i get that yeah. but it's the ones that just don't even read the thing yeah. so yeah. so i'm very lucky in that regard yeah um and so i but i also uh she said that i take notes well and so oh, i listen well because yeah. but i trust her yes and that's a different thing right yes, so yes. i've never had to i've tried to co-write some songs before yeah and i've done that and it's yeah. it turned out all right but like i think it's such a personal process totally um as long as you're ready to access and become all the little pieces like the yeah, the yeah. characters that's what I, uh then i think you can get Cross the finish line again yeah. why the daniels i think yeah did such an extraordinary job because all these characters are so incredibly well defined yes. i think the only tropey character was jenny slater right isn't her name the the lady with the dog the little puppy the lady with the dog she comes in and she uh is on the phone while her dry cleaning she's waiting to pick up her dry cleaning oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. kind of tropish, right? Right, like, right, you know, right, 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 right. Kind of out of touch. Yeah. But everybody else, they really, even Jamie Lee Curtis's character, they really break your preconceptions of what that character is yeah. going to be, right? Yeah, like, right. They really mess with you <laughs> on that. That was, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. There's no, the, yeah, that one character you might say is a little tropey, but all the other ones. But not really. I mean, she had to yeah. serve a purpose. It was necessary. Yeah. yeah. 
And I yeah. think the script, um, that script was harder to read for me. Mm. Um, because it was, it was, uh, it's not like a ethereal. It was more like, uh, broad, ah. almost like a director had written it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you know, like broad strokes type of, wasn't really milking the scene. Right. Like Scott, yeah. where Skyfall was like straight up. He's gonna now. He now takes the crane and drives it into the back of the, right. the train car and pulls right. the thing forward. So it's super visual. So is um, Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. so visual that yeah. you know exactly where you are at all yeah. times. Whereas, I think it was interesting. One thing I and I, I've talked to some writers through. I met through Twitter. Yeah. That I found comfort. I, I find comfort the same way they do in looking at first drafts or old drafts. Yeah to where writers that got something made found the pearls, the found yeah, the gems yeah. that were, they existed. And of course um, the Daniel script was for Jackie Chan at first. And oh, yeah. so different. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and uh, pretty uh, not out of touch, but just kind of canned. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and pretty impersonal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of exposition heavy in the early part. And yeah. I was like, Oh God. So it's okay to suck for a while. Right. And then come, <laughs> and then not suck anymore. Like I'll find right, a right. way to get rid of the suckiness. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's even the chat. The, it's becoming a less of a challenge in this script because I know where I'm going, but I'm writing the final scene. I probably have about 12 pages to go, 15 tops. And um, I'm, I'm back in the, I give myself permission to suck thing, you yeah, know, like, yeah. like it, it, where you're, you have to get to, in order to survive but i have noticed a pattern in that i do tend to just write dumb stuff for a little bit and then kind of edit it day yeah. of and then get it into a place that's like oh this is cool yeah and then i go to sleep truck or nap come yeah. back and like yeah this is good i'm going to tweak it a little bit more but it's not till the next day ah. and the next day i'll come back and it's then i'll find like oh dude yeah, wait a minute. I could do this now. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. Give, your, give your brain time to process it almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's also like how we learn, yeah. right? Like yeah, we, yeah. we had to sleep on it for totally. actually sleep on it. So totally. I, it's um, it's not something I think I'll ever master. It's definitely something I will continue to try to. And I don't think anybody truly masters right. it. I mean, obviously animal farms pretty good so but i bet if you talk to orwell he'd go you know what i don't like the third chapter man. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. something wrong with it. <laughs> right, right exactly <laughs> he'd be picking apart his own words exactly so. <laughs> well we're, it's, it's getting late i don't want to take you too much of your time but i have one more question for you and we'll close out the podcast here sure it's a two-part two-part question so what would you say for, for any, any of the writers who are currently listening um, that you, what would you give them advice in, whether it's advice in how to put words on the page, it's something you learned in the last year, it's just free form. So that's one question. Second part of that question is, um, this one's part, partially for me too. And we've talked about reading scripts, but if you were going to tell everybody out there listening, go, go read this one script. So what is your piece of advice and what is your script you go to? Yeah, I'm going to use some canned canned speeches here. Yeah. Some advice that I've given it to several writers. I, and I can only speak on what worked for me. Yeah. Right? So um, I think, yeah, 
I think here's what I tell everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you got to write a log line. Ah. And you do that first. Mm. And once you can write a log line, which will take you forever to figure out how to do. Yeah. <laughs> then you write a one sheet. And once you can write a one sheet, then you should write a treatment. Mm. And then once you can do that, you should write a script. Mm -hmm. All right. Now that's the platonic ideal. That's like, that's the perfect world yeah. scenario. But there's a reason I go in that order. Yeah. Um, and it's outside the business because people are going to want to see your one sheets. They are. Yeah. Right. And they're going to want to see if they're interested, they might want to see a treatment. But each, all three of those things do something so dramatically different in terms of uh, skill sets. Mm. Writing a, a great logline and finding a great title mm. require you, you to understand your film at least to the halfway point, mm. Mm. right? And so you also have to understand the dramatic irony that every executive is looking for in every film they want to buy. Mm. And so if you go, one thing I do a lot of when I'm screwing around or stuck or I'm trying to... Uh, get an eye idea fleshed out as I go on IMDb and I just look at films I love and look at their log lines. Nice. And I don't pay attention to log lines that people written by fans. I pay attention to the ones that are on there professionally. Yeah. Because if, and then I pay attention if they're good. Nice. If they're good, then it's a hook. Yeah. And it's enough of the hook mm. to get you involved in wanting to know more about the story. Mm. And that's the first piece of learning how to be a screenwriter um, that you're going to need to survive mm. is to be able to find some, some normal setup we can engage with something we feels familiar and then twist it on its head mm. or turn it around uh, a scientist invents a machine that manufactures food, you know, uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 that. <laughs> and, and that's, um, Okay, that's interesting, right? Like, I don't know what cloudy, but the chance of meatballs log. Right, right. <laughs> but the idea is that, like, we know what a scientist is. Uh, and so then maybe you can spruce it up. Desperate to save his small sardine-filled town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as a failing scientist invents a weather machine that or that turns the weather into food, right? right now right. you've got something that's like, mm. okay, now that is interesting, right? That's right. ridiculous, but right. it's interesting. And so um, I think even the object of my abduction did that. It's like uh, mm. a pathological liar decides to tell the truth about a recent, or tries to prove he's telling the truth about a recent close encounter by abducting a real live alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's good. But it's, it's funny, really right? Yeah, 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 because you're like immediately like, Okay, now I kind of know who the guy is. He's a pathological liar, so he's right. probably in trouble right. with somebody or a group of something. Yep. And he, there's a lot at stake for him. Yep. And then he's been abducted, which is a ridiculous thing. Yep. But now he's turn, he's flipping the script, yep. and he's going to abduct an alien. Yep. Well, there's comedy all over that. Thing, oh, right? totally. So um, Jordan Peele just did a much better job <laughs> with execution yep. and made a fantastic film. I love No. Yeah. And so... So that's the first task you have to learn in order to create um, voice and be able to sell, mm -hmm. right? Like you have to, I love art, you know, mm -hmm. but there's such a thing as really bad art and lots yeah. of it, right? Lots. And of so it. there's a reason we all huddle around these amazing films. Yes. And so, yes, they're universal themes, but there's a hook. There's something we want to see not only about ourselves, but about a story that has something interesting right. to it. At the end of the day, as beautiful as everything everywhere all at once was for its um, 
sci-fi venture mm-hmm. you know like it, it was about the multiverse you yeah know? <laughs> that's yeah. what it was like yeah and different versions of us and we're curious about that like absolutely can it, what what would another me have decided right, right. Yeah. the menu which i think was audrey's pick for the oscar mm. have you seen the menu i don't know if you've seen that but... the, the uh i ha- that's the one where they all show up on the island and it's all yeah, 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 yeah i've yeah. seen that one yeah, yeah. yeah. so the, uh, when i watched that on her recommendation which was fantastic it was like uh it was totally succession and it was the writer and director from succession couple oh, of those no guys way. that did that film and um I, I bet if you just logged on right now, looked up the log line, it's probably pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't give away the, the ending. It doesn't yeah. give away the film. Yeah. But, you know, the idea that these people come to this exclusive island for this exclusive meal from this reclusive chef, like, okay, I could get what that's, there's something there. What's yeah. going on in the island? I'm immediately curious. Yes. One sheets suck. And that's why you need to learn <laughs> to write them, right? They're hard. They're, I don't know anybody that writes a one sheet well or loves to. Yeah. You know what I really enjoy? Writing one sheets. Nobody said nobody's <laughs> ever said that. Right. Nobody. Yeah. But uh um the feature I'm writing now, I wrote the one sheet to the halfway point ah. and put mayhem ensues. And that's the end <laughs> of it at the end, right? That's awesome. But it was exactly it was ex- it set up the characters. Mm. It had it forced me to understand the duality of this character. Yeah. And Come up with the hook, the emotional hook. Yeah. What makes uh, Charlie so interesting as a person hmm. is that he can't, as a beautiful person, is that he can't see himself as beautiful. Right. He can only see himself as ugly when he right. looks in his, his reflection. He doesn't see Cinderella. He sees the worst thing he can right. be, right? That's immediately engaging. Yeah. I didn't figure that out till I came up with a one sheet. And that's not uh, in the one, that's not in the log line. Interesting. You know, so. Uh, it forced me to find the beats that I now know why I uh, had such a good time directing. Why it came so second nature is because I know the beats and I know what the beats are dry. I know how they drive the story. The emotional beats are driving the story, yeah. but also how the physical beats respond to the emotional beats. Awesome. So one sheets are a really hard, painful way to, um, to, to learn the craft. Um, the only one I know that I, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, I don't think it's the writers of Wreck-It Ralph who wrote that, but okay. I think there's some sites that like intentionally teach one sheet writing Got and it. there's a really good one sheet for Wreck-It Ralph going really? around that okay. uh, people from that group wrote. Okay. And I don't remember, I don't want to say what website cause I right. don't know exactly what right, it is, right. but, um, I'll send you the, okay, the cool. sheet. And I think it's just so well done because it tells you know, did you see that Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a fun film. Such a fun and what film. a sun, fun setup, right? Like yes. the villain of a video game wants the key and yeah, wants to yeah. be loved, right? <laughs> right. And that's, um, man, the, that was, I remember being excited about that before it came out. Like, yeah. Because that's such a fun setup. Yes. And so I think a one sheet, uh, that one sheet's beautiful. Like yeah. it's just wonderfully done. Cool. A treatment is knowing your story pretty much the whole thing yeah. and how it pays itself off and it's hard and taxing and it but um of the business writing i've done for any sales or any you know that that f- it feels a little college term papery you know right, like thesis-y right, right, but, right. but it it's um i think that's the act of knowing how the beats play out emotionally right like and they don't have to be the, the they don't have to be um, 
the story per se, because you're not in a treatment, you're not going to get much dialogue. You're not right. going to get the things that flavor your script. Right, right, right. But you can't be so precious in the, yeah. in the path of learning. You have to learn how to uh, build the framework. Yes. And a treatment goes beyond the one sheet in that it you're now taking each scene or, you know, a series of sequences as a, as a group. Yeah. And capturing that. Um, and I think it's, I'm not a writer who writes down bio sheets. I know mm -hmm. plenty of very, uh, well, um, spoken and great writers, uh, that, that do that. Mm -hmm. I might look at it, um, a little bit. I might like try to think about it and, you know, but I don't, I don't take the time to write, write five sheets on there, right. you know, right, right. but I might write, uh, pair a note to myself, ah. you know, and I, and I will explore it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think a treatment might be a good place to why it's why probably why I don't, because I look at it in the treatment, right? Like yeah, I yeah, look yeah. at like, this is their person. This is their, their flaw. This is their motivation. Yeah. And this is kind of the kind of person they would be right. Mm -hmm. When a person can't see themselves as beautiful, even when they are, that says a lot about them. So yeah. I know that person, I know how to drive that person through the story. Yeah. So the treatment just then works to one, create a marketable product because right. you're, you're not just selling your script, you're yeah. selling yourself, right? Yeah, totally. And so you have to be able to, um, to get a rep, you have to show those reps that you can be the kind of person that can walk into a water bottle tour, walk into a room and not embarrass them, but yeah. make them proud, like be somebody that they would be happy to be associated with. Right. And that you're going to get business done. You're going to take it seriously. Right. And so if you can't do one of the basic screenwriting skills, why would they hire you when there's totally. a thousand other people that could do it just as well and want to do it? Yeah. And we're willing to do that thing. Yeah. That's not selling out. That's that's being a professional. Totally. totally. Um, writing the script, I <laughs> who knows right like it's it's a it's an amazing process i think that if you have a good one a log line that really resonates yeah and your one sheet um slaps to use a daughter <laughs> my daughter doesn't say that I, I don't use colloquialism <laughs> any generation really so but it's um you know to to write those those scripts who who knows right like yeah. there is no one magic bullet for right. it i know when i saw top gun maverick i couldn't help but think it's a little bit like star wars i yeah. did you know right yeah. like totally. uh, let's train how to bomb the death yeah, star exactly let's go do it but then turn, let's go turn, make turn, it uh yeah. turn into red dawn right let's yeah let, yeah yeah and so it wasn't like nothing is new right um and so one thing that i thought of when I was young that always stuck with me is that like, well, yeah, you're going to get told everybody it's all been done before. Yeah. And then, you know, I, before I ever saw it on motivational posters, I thought to myself, well, it's not, but I haven't done it. You know, yeah. my version of it can be yeah. that thing. And so I, I think it's, um, I think you have to be stronger than you might think you need to be. Yeah. And you need to be willing to take a lot of rejection and understand that it's not rejection. It's actually, uh, a product productive way yeah. of um, weeding out who's who can make it and who can't. Right? right. And so I read, I think reading scripts mm -hmm. is important early on. Yeah. I do think studying Joseph Campbell's monomyth yeah. is really important in the hero's journey mm -hmm. um, early on. Mm -hmm. 
because um, that makes you, I still look back at that wheel sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. and say, well, <laughs> am I in the right place? And, yeah. and then I actively uh, read scripts while they're on. I'll play the script oh, while cool. I'm reading the script yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look at like what did, uh, collateral. I just did that the other day. Was, yeah. um, sometimes just for motivation. I then I also collect the scripts that I'm going to read and I go back to them often. Yeah. I said before that um Baby Driver, yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, uh Skyfall, I go back to those. But I also look at um Batman Begins ah. because it's uh it's an interesting way they got into that. David Goyer was like he's just fantastic, right? So yeah. like it's already a character we know, yeah. right? But so how do you make it interesting? And so it's always that I looked a lot early on at um, Zombieland. That's a great oh, one. Yeah. yeah. And and Deadpool, because I kind of write in the Deadpool vein, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I liked That's the good. way Wernick and Reese, those guys were writing like yeah. uh, really funny. Like the descriptions are funny, too. Their dialogue's not just funny. Ah, Their descriptions are also cool. funny. And so I did that in the first page. I think the, the line reads like, uh, his steely eyes burning a glory hole through us, right? Like <laughs> that's a ridiculous way to put something. Yeah. But when you're leaning into the fact somebody's overly attractive, yes, and that's thematically part of the story. Yes. It's yes, a funny yes. thing to say because it's absolutely it, it's so tone yeah. matches uh the tone of the film. Like it creates yep. uh the the way that a director or even myself would then yep. uh put the would shoot the film. So yeah. that's um that took a long time and I wish somebody would have told me that sooner. Like yeah. if you read prolifically and you read the films that did really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then understand that they weren't all written the same way. Yeah. Uh, but they, they were all genuinely good at, at matching the tone on the page yep. to what showed up on the film. Not just he walks into the room or <laughs> right. he storms into the room. Yeah. But the room is, uh, as dead as his heart inside. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah, right? Like right. I'm not terribly poetic about it when you're yeah. blowing people up yeah. in a script, but <laughs> right. um, me finding myself required me looking more at scripts of movies that uh, struck me that yeah. really made me want to keep watching. Like right. everybody w goes back and watches their favorites, yeah. right? Whether it's Shawshank, but I don't particularly think Shawshank's an easy script to read. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me the the main ones i keep going back to i go back to them because of my how may how childlike i am in my yes. amazement yes. for the way that they the writers crafted what visually showed up on the page and what the actors could understand yeah that was the other that was the thing i learned from test drive was writing for you're writing for actors yeah you know you know readers my daughter when she first moved to LA was a reader um, for two big studios yeah. and was a good reader was a coveted reader was like a reader that the executives would say, Hey, this kid just wrote this coverage and yeah. look at this. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so she did it because she was really no BS. Like yeah. she, she would read um, to tell us to see if the story actually tracked what it is. It interesting. Is it yeah. modern? Is it, something that I want to see because I raised her around movies. Right. Yeah, but yeah. she took, she fell in love with movies on her own and found cool. the kinds that she wanted. And so, uh, yeah, I cheat code. I do use my daughter to <laughs> like read my script. She's one of the first people I That's send awesome. them to, but I think like, and I think that having that kind of 
uh, network you can find. Um, I would say that it goes beyond reading. I will, I will, I will, I'll couple this with a warning. Yeah. I, and I can say it here where I'm safely away from Twitter, I guess. (laughs) I would not put a lot of stock in all the writers you meet on social. Oh, totally. I would be particular about who I, uh, let read my stuff and i would definitely sit i would definitely uh hire if it, if it's affordable yeah. hire professional readers who yeah. have read a lot of scripts yeah, yeah. because they are going to have better insights look right. we we all want to be told what we're doing is amazing but i don't care about that anymore i don't have yeah. i've like lost my feelings you know, they're, they're gone right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah what's gonna sell yeah and what matters like yeah. what speaks what resonates right. and what's gonna sell and that's what I want to write and, and it'll sell if it's moving Yes, and it's true. Yeah. And that nobody can tell you the timeline for that. I would say it took me years longer than I would have preferred for it to take. But John Rice told me something I will never forget. And I tell everybody this, it took him 10 years to break in. Yeah. And I thought, no way. And I got signed on my 10th year. No way. That's totally true. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. And I think it's, I think it's legit. Like, yeah. Because I think it takes some, myself included, like that long to cultivate a craft good enough to be Mm -hmm. exciting to people who might then um, purchase your wares or marry up with you. We always, Audrey said it like it's like a, uh, it's like dating. Like you have to find somebody you can stand to be with for a long time. And like, yeah, um, you're always testing those boundaries. And so you have to, package well right like you have to present totally. and and that means being um all the all the things yes. not only uh, honing the craft but being confident in what you're doing and, and the only way to do be confident is to study yeah research yeah. and write right right yeah. right 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 uh, yeah. you know and i don't know i heard a coach talk about it like can can uh hard work beat talent like he was talking about players right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the coach said not if talent if, if talent doesn't work yeah. Then yes. Yeah. But a person who's talented, who does the work, yeah, will always beat the person who just does the work. Yes. So going into this, you have to know. I, that's what was inspiring about the Twitter thing when I did put out those feelers and got yeah. three hundred log lines. Yeah. There was only a few dogs in the bunch, but the rest of the people were really genuinely uh, th- there for the right reason. They were trying, and they had talent. It's a matter of, then of who can outwork yeah. <laughs> the others and push themselves to become right. great at this. And I right. think that that's knowing me, knowing I, I tried a lot of other jobs and wanted any good at them. Yeah. It was only because I wanted to do this when I was 12. Like I wanted yeah, to write. Yeah. And I knew that uh, balls to bone when I was a child. Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> sorry, hang on. Now you're good. <clears throat> So knowing like that I wanted to do it, I knew, I also knew that that came with knowing that um, no matter how, like the the harder I work, the better I would get. Hmm. And um, I told my family I wanted to be a writer and they were like, well, you should go be a lawyer. (laughs) And um, and (laughs) life happened and I kept waiting, uh, but I never stopped on that. But I also knew I had that. I knew I had the ability because yeah. I show I, or really when I was very young and I, I had that ability That's and cool. I wrote things that were entertaining to people. And, cool. and so it's never, I've never doubted it. 
when I was in golf, like I got, I got good at it. I got yeah. really good at it. And, uh, down deep in my, my deep, deep, yeah. way down inside me, my soul, I knew I wasn't quite good enough. Uh, you know, and, and I had, uh, I worked really hard and I yeah, yeah. tried really hard, but I knew I couldn't get there yeah. like secretly until I finally said, Oh yeah, I, yeah. I can't get there. <laughs> right. 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 I've never felt that way about writing. I've never felt it once. I've never felt like hmm. I can't do this. There's nothing. I'm a fake. I'm a fraud. No, I feel like the harder I work and the more I work and the more that I um, keep myself open yeah. and keep learning, yeah. uh, the better I'll get. I, I, and that's because I, I, I feel like this. I feel, truly feel that writers aren't necessarily crafting the thing themselves. I feel like it's out there in the universe and we're there to siphon the universe juice onto the page, right? Like, like it's not me that's writing it necessarily. It it's existed for all humankind and all time and space. And we're lucky enough to channel it onto the page. Anytime people say that, well, that's just, you're so talented. I'm like, if you knew the shit I had to go through to get get this <laughs> right. stuff onto the page, like yeah. it's, 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 it's a curse as much as it is a blessing. Right. So I think like, it's important to know that outside the craft that you have to live a life yeah, and you have to do uh, amazing things because that's where you're going to meet the people mm-hmm. that you then write into your scripts. I wrote my, still my daughter's favorite script is a script called suicide jockeys. And I hope, to hell I can make that film because it's got singing puppets and <laughs> blow. It's a trucker comedy, like that's awesome. two truck, you know, like two uh, guidance, a, a, a guidance counselor who uses puppet therapy oh, cool. and her messed up patient who getting caught in the middle of this death race across the country. <laughs> and the, the lead character uh, is named Nancy. And my mom's name is Nancy. Uh, yeah. And my mom was a kindergarten teacher who is wonderful with children and horrible with adults. <laughs> and I always thought that's the perfect character to yeah. have in it. Like who is the, I, that's, I always ask myself that who is the worst character to put into a script, like into the situation you're going to put them into right. in a story, right, 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 right? right? Not in a script, but into the situation. And I thought, who's the worst person to try to survive a, a, a road rage death race? My mom. <laughs> and so I like nice. I, I wrote my mom into the script. And so uh, it was very easy to write her because of that wounded thing where she can't. Why can't she talk to adults? Yeah. And, uh, there's reasons, but I tweaked those and changed yeah, yeah. those. But it was such an easy character to borrow that's from. Cool. And so I think that that's um, the other side of things is is by paying attention to the world around you, by really living and getting out into the world, yeah. getting out from the computer and uh, pulling harnessing from your life. Yeah. Um, change the names to protect the innocent, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like uh, talk about the real pain and talk about the real things that hurt. So ultimately that has, it's not only led to the things it's led professionally, yeah. personally, it's been incredibly rewarding. And it's been the thing that I, knew I could get to, uh, but didn't until I got there. Uh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> right, so. That's cool. So we got, so we've the, got the, good the, scripts the, to read. Yeah. We've got several pieces of advice actually. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, but no, no, but I, lo- I love this. So like, so, you know, write the, write the log line, write the one page or write the treatment, write the script. That's, I love that. 
Um, of all those scripts you 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 referenced, which one is your current favorite that you find yourself going back to a little bit more? It's you, it's Skyfall. Skyfall. It's, it's gonna be Skyfall. I'm gonna read Skyfall then. That and it's amazing. and it's only because the um what you see is what you get. Yeah. And I think like the not only does the story explore the themes of age yeah. and aging yeah. and yeah lack of confidence and yeah. pushing through that and yeah um it's the it's the the words on the page it's actually what the way it's written yeah that's so like i still i used that one on this script um for instance like jay walks into the room with a pistol yeah. as ellipses sam sits reading a paper yeah and so yeah. instead of saying it on the same line yeah it breaks it up it broke it up in a way that i always thought was so interesting because it because when what I was saying about my daughter is like she went in there um, at 23 or 22, she was reading, right? She's out of college. Yeah. And she's the first person professional writers are trying to get past. Yeah. yeah. A 22 year old. Yeah. So after I experienced that, I realized like, well, that's who you're writing for. Right. You're writing for that crowd, like um, people who are sharp. Yeah. And you don't get those internships unless you're sharp. Right. 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 And so you, well, that, I don't know. It's not probably, probably dumb to generalize. The point <laughs> is like, you got to keep that attention span. Yes. And so what are the ways instead of having 40 sentences on a page or even breaking it up into threes? Yeah. What are the ways that gets, um, keeps a reader's yep. attention and Skyfall does it so wonderfully mm -hmm. breaks it up so well. And, and, um, it's poetic really. Yeah, and so, I loved uh, Cormac McCarthy, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, and it's that terse writing that's yeah. very script like. Yeah. And I think that's what draws me to it. And I feel cool. I'm, it feels dumb to say it's Skyfall because like it's all guns and macho to oh, some degree. Right. I don't Yeah, I think I think I mean, look, all the scripts that are out there have uniquenesses of things to learn from like right. i i recently finished um chinatown and i love the script for chinatown yeah i mean some people will say it's the best script ever written and i was i i i would find it hard to disagree with that it, <laughs> yeah. it is such an amazing amazing script um probably not if you looked at it and if you look at one of the scripts that i wrote you wouldn't necessarily see a lot of the similarities um because it's a little less visual than my scripts are but it's it's so tight. It just yeah. gives you only the things that you need to make that film work. Um, but well, yeah, but every, but you could criticize it in some ways, probably too, right? Like, but do you love the movie? Like, do you love? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, do I like? I I love the movie, but not as much as I love the script. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Well, so like awesome. for me, the um, I've never read the script for a midnight clear, mm. but I love that film. I, mm -hmm. I, I think that's and there was a big important film to me when i was in the army it was like yeah and i thought i don't have any desire to go back and read it i've read fight club because i love i yeah. love that movie yeah. but i also uh loved the book more oh sure. than the movie right sure, but the sure. movie was was fantastic yeah. so it's 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 uh it's not like ice cream like you get one flavor and you stay with it probably your whole life yeah. right like for yeah. me it's more um yeah, take what you can glean Temporal. from it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. now I need yeah 
Skyfall in my life. Yeah, and maybe other people <laughs> listening do too. That's that's fantastic. But only because of the because of the action elements and how efficient I need to be. Yeah. Because of all the uh, subplot, yeah. guy, very Guy Ritchie things I'm right. I'm writing. Right, so right, right. Um, it'll probably be something. You know, will it be Steel Magnolias next time? I don't. Know. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. it's not going to be Steel Magnolias. Okay? Right, right. But it will be. Um, I do cover like. I think if I have a top 10 list, it, it, it's a pretty wide swath. Like I, yeah. I love weepy movies and you know, as much as I love mm. action flicks, I'm not just a hundred percent action. In fact, I was, um, and I like the silly slapstick stuff, but I yeah. was kind of pointed towards action uh, early on with, um, with the folks I've worked with that yeah. said, Hey, this is your strong suit. Now, what can you anchor around that? So That's cool. I'm just living in that space right now, but I am very much a parasite when it comes to a <laughs> yeah, hey, awesome. name drop on a, another great movie. Yeah, like, there you go. Yeah. I, I was very much, um, uh, I I'm, I'm taking what I can get right now. I'm, I'm finding the things that I can then leech from. Yeah. And, and so, that's the way to do it. It really That's is, awesome. right? So yeah. that that is probably it's why I never have had a favorite, like five favorite movies. I do love collateral. Yeah. But I could be talked at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah, like, awesome. I've cried like the only movie I've ever I've cried at a couple. Admit uh it was a Michael Keaton movie ah. um where he's got cancer and he's got he's making a video of his life for his child. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I cannot yeah. remember the name of that for the life of me. But it was so moving. And yeah. uh oh my god, I got so yeah, yeah choked yeah. up about that. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to read those kinds of scripts. It would be who yeah. has the time to do what any prompted of that, that scene to come off so well, right? Like and yeah. be so emotional, you know. And I do find that yeah. now. I that's why I skirting around answering this one because yeah. i do what i definitely do yeah what i don't do is read a script all the way through unless ah. i'm just something's got to be weird to yeah, have yeah, for me yeah. to yeah. read the whole thing through what i do is actively seek out the scenes yeah. from films a uh, good example is um, pulp fiction when they open the briefcase yeah. and they don't see what's inside i yeah. wanted to know how they verbalized that totally so I downloaded the script yeah. and I read that scene yeah. and I said, yeah. okay, well, what can I mirror from this on Skyfall when they're uh, driving a ship to the island and yeah. the guys come out with the guns to hold them hostage? Yeah. What did that look like? Because I want to do something similar to that. Yeah. And so that I think was, um, that's been beneficial borrowing, mm -hmm. not in the Tarantino way, like what I came to find out when I was writing this current one is that... Uh, Kill Bill so much like Lady Snowblood, uh, oh. you know, and and lots of similarities, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it was. Um, I don't do that. I don't try to. I mean, there's a point of between being really original and yes. being too original. Like yeah. you don't you want know, to be derivative. You it, want to be right. Able to Nor do you want the... to be a hundred percent never seen before. Yeah, true. You know, you want to true. stay in a wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, so true. I am leechy. I'm going, I'm yeah. finding scripts. I have 30 scripts in my movie folder on my nice. computer of which I will only go back to five, but I will actively, I think that's one of the benefits of watching a lot of films constantly. Um, 
that I, I'll do that as much as I do anything. When sense. I instead of reading, I might go back and look at, hey, I remember this sequence, how this made me feel. That's the tone of the scene I'm trying to write. So maybe yeah. I'm going to go look at what this is. So I'm I'm much more uh, short attention span theater when it comes to reading a full script. I'm yeah, very much yeah, yeah. I'm going to sequence and find sequences. That's so. cool. Well, you, I know you don't have a Twitter account anymore. <laughs> so it, do you have a website you send people to or do you just send people to the yeah, test drive? Yeah. Or, okay, I cool. have, um, and they can contact me through that. I have a, a site, just uh, it's just samtahan.carbonmade.com. Nice. And that's got excerpts from uh, like the first two minutes of test drive. It's got the oh, first nice. act of um, this new one called Handsome is what it is. I've been alluding to it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and then I've got... Uh, some time from music industry, some oh, old, cool songs written, and that's one way I'm on social at uh, just at Sam Tahan, like Insta, and then cool. um, that's pretty much the only place, yeah, yeah, I yeah, am. yeah, yeah. But that's, that's smart, my sanity and my yeah. family's sanity, yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, I was, I just commented, it's funny that you left because I was just commenting, I almost left earlier in the year, I might still leave. But one of the things I said for sure is that if I ever become known, especially for creative work, yeah, I'm gone. Like yeah. you don't you yeah. don't get to access me. <laughs> I don't want to hear your opinion. Right. Like I, that's it. That's it. Like well, I it, it becomes pro it's protection yes. completely. Yes. Because the thing that you then worry about is what if somebody you followed uh, tweeted a log line and your script is way too close. Yeah, and now you've you know Scott Alexander even like. Uh, had to turn down the read i sent him the script in it like a one sheet right yeah yeah and um he had to protect himself and he yeah. just said i look i can't read it I, yeah this reminds me of this yeah. and it's wonderful but yeah. i can't and man i understand it now more yeah. and so it's becoming yeah. and i've heard audrey and other reps say um you might be able to bolster your career to some degree but you yeah. can really run it yeah, really totally. quickly on on totally. social and so yeah. It's not like we're out there doing yeah weird stuff, right? Yeah. Like because you're playing, um, trying to interact. We've yeah. all been we were stuck inside for so long. We're trying yeah. to interact. I met the producer for Test Drive on, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? The uh, I deleted it from my. <laughs> it was the call. It was the one we all used to talk for a while, and we talked in chat rooms. Oh, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. What was that called? It was called like. Um... I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. I think I can't because I just erased it. Yeah, Lex Friedman used to talk about it all the time. I wonder. And they had tons of like established folks on there yes, for a while. They did. They and did. Um, everybody was kind of. Yep. I asked uh, filmmakers big questions and got answers and got uh, had a director who works for Disney now, like um, or I'm sorry, Amazon. Um, come to the screening when we test drive oh we nice screen test drive in la and that's and cool. uh he's great james thomas and that's cool and um and i so i've had really positive experiences yeah from social yeah and kt kent who uh, was the producer on our film like she was the one i met on that site we just talked and that's then we cool. became friends and we shared writing samples she's a great writer too and so it was like um it's not like it's not healthy. I just right. think the climate has changed yeah. in the one we were on together. Yeah. And it's now harder to interact with 
it lots, is lots of writers. It is. And the other thing that really bothers me is that I don't, I, you said this earlier and I totally agree with this. Share your scripts with people you trust who will help you get to a better place. Yeah. But I don't want to, let's just say I got the chance to write a Marvel film or a star Wars film. I don't want to be influenced by the fans. Right. I, I don't want to talk to the fans about that at all. Right. <laughs> like I don't want to be pressured into fan service or doing things because it would. Now it's, if, if the producer tells me this will make more money if you do this. So we need to go down this path. That's yeah. one thing. But if the fans tell you that, like, I just don't trust. I don't, I'm familiar enough being being on YouTube, being on Twitter, uh, being on a podcast. I'm familiar enough with the kinds of things that fans say now. Yeah, that I go, that's not valuable to society. Right, you say right. that like it's not valuable for society. I don't know. That's an opinion you hold, but it's not valuable to society. I don't care. Then I, you know? I have a much more highbrow analogy that's going to make me sound stuffy. But remember, <laughs> I got into golf because I enjoyed beating the rich kids. I was a poor uh, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandparents had a farm, and so they bought me golf clubs. And that's so cool. That's how I tin. So I played my way up. Yeah. And then I kind of became something of a tin cup, but mm. meaning I I played competitively but i had to teach a lot to ah, make yeah, my way yeah. to do that yeah yeah and one thing that this twitter reminded me of was uh amateur golfers yes that will they all have advice for each other and it's all so wrong yeah yeah <laughs> keep yeah, your head yeah. down you know like it was the number one bit of advice in golf it is the worst advice <laughs> and it's something i had worked to actively break in yeah. so many students constantly and so i think that that's the because of how challenging the job is, yeah. you might get one bit of advice that resonated with you. Yeah. But it's not, but it won't resonate with others. Yes. It only worked for you in that moment. Yes. I think then that that's the problem with stock advice and even yeah. my four steps. Look, maybe somebody writes a, says, screw your log line idea, man. I'm going to write a one sheet or something, yeah. or I'm just going to start writing. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. I started to write a script because yeah. I had an idea and it excited me and I just started writing it. And then I went back and thought, well, now I'm, I'm probably got myself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. myself, Right. Exactly. And, and so that's the problem yeah. with advice. And that's the problem with echo chambers that are loaded with bad advice, right? Like that it may feel good to be told what you're writing is good, but it's not uh, but what you need is honesty and you need people that will cut the crap and tell you what's working, what's not. And they know what they're talking about. Absolutely. Now to that, does anybody know what they're talking about? Nobody does. <laughs> right, right. You right. know, and the saying is obviously that nobody yeah. in Hollywood knows anything and it's true, right? We don't right. completely know, but what we do know is that, um, that growth, that growth can continue to occur as long as you're willing to continue to try as long as you're willing to be open to learning. Yes. However, I think you have to be smart about what you're open to, right? You yes. have to be have to be smart or have to be discerning. Yes. And what you're open discerning to, knowing different. when um when when the advice you're getting is uh legit and yep. the, when it's um that's the Christopher McQuarrie story. There's yeah, a good yeah. one to know. Okay, cool. So this producer I started to work with um on this first script, uh, the the on handsome. Mm -hmm. Um I was starting to find my voice. Yeah. And, and so I didn't, I wanted to use a voiceover for some things. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. I wanted to use a flashback. Okay. And so I started to write some flashbacks in there. And some early feedback I got on that was, uh, well, nobody uses flashbacks anymore. Yeah. All right. That's bad advice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? And so, but whatever this producer had heard in that yeah. particular moment, yeah. whatever, that's the advice they gave me. Yeah. And so I posted on Twitter and um, I think I posted Ed Solomon and okay. um, uh, who was it? Um, McGill mm. or Cargill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cargill. Yeah. Cargill. yeah, yeah sure, right. sure. And so. Oh, Cargill's cool on Twitter. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, super yeah. helpful. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so and um, that, this is, you know, a good place at the time. Yeah. It's healthy. And. People are having discussions. Well, uh, Christopher McQuarrie chimes in oh, cool. on that question. And I had said, is it true? Nobody is doing flashbacks. Is nobody does flashbacks. And um, I said, because I'm having a hard time taking the note. Yeah. And um, he said, tell me a story. He said, one time him and a buddy were um, writing a script and they submitted it and they got a note back. And they both laughed so hard at the note <laughs> that they made fun of it the rest of the night, had, you know, and, and continued to make fun of it. Yeah. Until eventually they stopped making fun of it and thought, what What if we tried the note? Just uh, what if we try the note? Yeah. And uh, it that led to one of the best scenes in the film. No way. Yeah. A scene that they didn't see coming. It was yeah. just something that they had. The point was, be open to the note. Yeah. When I shot Test Drive, I reached back out to uh, Christopher McQuarrie and um, told him that I'd shot the film and, yeah. and screened it. And he was so incredibly encouraging oh, cool. because it was all about like, because um, I think that the people, I think it, the thing I've continued to find is the more established people want you to succeed yeah, and want to see you succeed. And they want you to understand that it's a uh, it's playing darts on a board that's constantly moving. It's never totally. in the same spot all the time. You could look at Top Gun Maverick, which he wrote, you know, and you could say, well, that's follows Star Wars. It's got some yeah. elements. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's old IP, whatever. Or it's a reboot. But it was a cool story. Yeah. It was a cool story it's on its own, right? Movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think he's obviously got his finger on the pulse yeah. of how to do that. And so I value that advice. I because I did go back, and now that I look at the draft, I just I'm completing. I know that when I submit it, I'm not going to get like a sticker. Yeah, it's not going to be like yeah. you did so good. I'm yeah, so happy for yeah, you. It's not yeah, going to be yeah. perfect, and there's going to be notes. Right, and there's going to be things. But I know what I did this time was the same thing I did as a kid when I got. I I remember I wrote a sketch comedy show. Yeah. And some people got a hold of it and were making fun of it. And I took that thing and I thought, well, I'll show you how to write this good. Yeah. You know, I wrote yeah, yeah. another draft and I brought the house down. Yeah. I'm still that same kid. I'm yes. still just a giant 14-year-old yes. boy. Yes. Like with gray hair at this point. But <laughs> like the reality is that people like Christopher McQuarrie, who would take the time yeah. to help somebody like me and encourage somebody like me who has something to say are going to be the people that are are guaranteed to be trusted. Yes. And their advice is sound yeah. until it's not yeah, right yeah, yeah. and so everybody's advice that advice is is uh it's you know cheaper than table saw like everybody's got it it can be just yeah it can flavor things or it could just completely discard be discarded yeah, yeah. so i think that like 
for me personally, that moment when I realized like what I, yes, not only do, does what I have to say matter, but the questions I'm coming, yeah, uh, that I'm uh, coming up against the, the, the challenges I'm finding are never going to go away. Yeah. And it's always going to take staying willing to learn yeah. and move past it to grow. Yeah. And growth is the only way to survive yeah. in this godforsaken industry. <laughs> right. It's unrelenting, right? Yeah. Like I, I think you, I think when we think we know we have it, we're screwed. We're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, perfect. That's a perfect place to end <laughs> it right there. Let's end it right there. Um, so definitely, definitely check out um, Sam's website. I will put the link down below. Check out Test Drive. I'll put the link to that down below as well in the show notes. And thanks for taking the time, Sam. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. it. Special thanks to Sam Tahan for joining me today. What do you think of our conversation? Let me know in the comments. And if you'd like my reaction to today's show, along with some additional insights and commentary, please support How Stories Work on Patreon. Links to Sam's projects and the link to my Patreon are all in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Now, let's go write something awesome. Bye.